Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Folks, and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And what a heck of a show that we're going to have tonight. The country is on fire. Okay, not literally, but I tell you what, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, you thought that the election was tough, forget it. That was nothing compared to what we've got going on today. We've got people trying to boycott Trump and his daughter's uh, products just because, you know, because he's the president. We've got leaks coming from within our government, from our security agencies. We have those who are still have Obama's influence inside the White House, inside the government, inside our security industries, as I said. Wow, I tell you what, so we've got to fight, fight, fight. The Democrats in the uh, Congress and Senate, they're already trying to talk impeachment. Again, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, it is time to double up our efforts in supporting him now as our president. Even harder than you did when you were fighting for him to become president. He is getting it from the inside and the outside and all over the place. We really need to band together because let me tell you something, the liberals are working hard to do this. And we've got other folks, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, things of that nature we've got to watch out for. Google, I tell you what, try to find yourself a, an article uh, from Google that has, you know, a conservative take on it. You might get one out of 20. It's unbelievable what's going on. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's unbelievable. We really need to band together, shoulder to shoulder, as this opening song starts, and do that. And let's go ahead, and we've got Christine on the line. We've got James on the line. We've got others. Push the one on your number dial when you're ready to get in. But let's go ahead and first get our guest for tonight. Uh, we'll talk about what he's got has going on, and that's James Stavers, founder of Overpasses for America. Thank you very much, James. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Robert. How are you? I tell you what, I am fired up tonight because I just got spent about an hour and a half on Twitter watching these hashtags from the uh, grab your wallet. It's unbelievable. And, 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 folks, whether you're listening live or whether you are listening podcast, there is a link here uh, that's, uh, w, I guess it's www.grabyourwallet.org. Check it out. And those stores that are uh, boycotting uh, Trump and Ivanka Trump's lines, stay the hell away from them. And those that they are boycotting, uh, shop at those stores. There's, they have lists there. Uh, later on in the show, we will go. Uh, we're we're going to go there together. Go there uh, now and be prepared because we're going to go down and we're going to discuss these lists. We're going to uh, get a hold of uh, this website. And I want you to go if you are a Twitter user. 
and get on there, whether you're now live or other on the podcast, uh, get ready because we're going to go, uh, you know, get the Twitter and do the hashtag, grab your wallet, uh, where the G, the Y, and the W are capitalized. Let's uh, fight back, folks, because we need to fight just as hard, probably if not harder, than we did during the election. Go ahead, James, before I just keep, before I take over the mic. Well, you're absolutely right. We need to fight back hard. Um, the fact is, is that um, we've got really, there's no other way to put it, we have a criminal conspiracy, and you could even go so far as to call it sedition against our against our rightfully elected president. Uh, and I think you know, Christine's going to gonna talk about that. Go ahead. And um, it's really, it's gotten out of hand. The The fact of the matter is, is the leftists in this nation, the Marxists, let's just call it what it is, the Marxists in this nation expected Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, for those of you who may have forgotten, is a devout Marxist. She always has been. She was mentored by Saul Alinsky, and it's no secret, and she did not change her ways. The Marxists expected to conquer this nation in the elections, and they didn't, and now they have resorted to rioting and every other means that outside of, outside of just outright armed rebel, rebellion uh, to, uh, to try to usurp this nation. And it's, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. There are groups out there such as uh, the Antifa, which is ironic. Um, you know, they, they pretend like they're standing for, for liberty, but the fact is, is they're nothing more than brown shirts. And, and, Which and they're trying to say it's right. So, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and, and, and then why I called in tonight, uh, conservative pages or pages that support Trump are being summarily executed on Facebook. And mine was one of them uh, actually twice than 24 hours. My page was taken down uh, and, and was given no reason. There was no reason given. It was just my page was summarily executed. And fortunately, due to some contacts I have, um, it was uh, uh, basically they revived the corpse once and then took it down uh, as soon as I went and banned a troll. And so this is why I know it's coming from inside of Facebook. The moment I went and banned a troll, this, this was a straight-up racist attack on, on uh, Caucasians. Uh, as soon as I had banned that troll from the page, the, I mean, the very instant I had done it, uh, the page had been taken down. And, really? And so this is, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, within seconds, I got a, your page has been unpublished. Notice, no reason given. Wow. No reason given whatsoever. And, uh, you know, well, this is the, this is the third time this is, oh, actually, I guess really it would be the fourth time it's happened. And finally, enough was enough. I had already contacted an attorney because last July, July 12th, on my birthday, the Overpasses for America page, the original, was, was taken down. And it remained down for four days. And because of that, well, we've decided to file a lawsuit. Now, a lot of people have done so. And uh, Facebook cites a federal law, but fortunately there's a chink. And, and, and well, they cited a federal law having to do with decency online. And up to, to this date, 
they have been able, they have succeeded in fending off any lawsuits citing this decency law for for online behavior. What they what they apparently failed uh, to remember is that the chink in the armor of this law were criminal, uh, were, were, were civil rights violations, and that allows us. That allows the Department of Justice, if this law is abused, to file criminal charges against the offender, the, the person or group or company that is violating this law. And we are right now in the middle of a call-in campaign, and I'm urging everybody to do this, everybody to do this and to pass the word on to call the Department of Justice and uh, tell them that you support the criminal complaint by attorney uh, Andrew Straw and to protect overpasses for America and free speech. And I really, I just urge everybody to do that because the fact of the matter is, is, is people's lives are affected. People's lives are affected by, by Facebook and, and it, they are literally trying to remove the opposition to, to them from uh, Facebook, because let's face it, Facebook affects the entire world, not just America, but the entire world. And the only acceptable view in their mind is the leftist view. Well, it's time to bring that to an end. And the fact of the matter is they have violated several federal laws in the process of their crushing of free speech. Um, the number, and everybody grab a pencil, or type this into your notepad or something. The number for the Department of Justice is 202-353-4641. That's 202-353-4641. And when you call, ask the Department of Justice to prosecute Facebook and to protect overpassing for American free speech and tell them that you support the criminal report of attorney Andrew Straw. If you have any questions on that, uh, you, can find, uh, you can find it on my personal profile on Facebook under James Neighbors, or you can find Overpasses for America, and we've got the information there as well. The fact of the matter is, though, that they violated, uh, they violated our civil rights. They violated our civil rights. And much like a, a company town, I mean, everybody knows Facebook is a community. Well, a community can also be called a town, uh, and, and really that's what it is. Facebook is like a giant, it's, a, it's like a digital town, uh, and, you know, out there in cyberspace where you make friends, uh, you know, some people closer than your own family. You make enemies, and, and you know, it, it's just, it, it, is, it is literally the largest social experiment ever, ever, ever played on, on, uh, online, and, and it is a community, and because it's a community, and even though it's privately owned, it's like a company town. It's like a company town, and a lot of people are under the misconception that because they're a private entity, that they can do as they please, and it is simply not the case. Um, the the, the uh, federal laws that they have violated are, can be found under 18 U.S. Code, sections 241, 245, and 247. That's 18 U.S. Code, sections 
245 and 247. Look it up yourself, and you will see exactly what we're talking about. Now, the, the company town reference I made earlier is a reference to Marsh versus Alabama, where a Jehovah's Witness was on the town sidewalks trying to hand out her pamphlets to exercise her freedom of religion, was arrested, charged, and convicted. Well, she took them to court and ended up all the way in the Supreme Court, and that is where the Supreme Court informed the, 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 the company that owned this town that despite it being private property, they could not violate her civil rights. And so toss that notion that, you know, that, you, that, that you may have heard or may believe that because they're a private company, they can do as they please, they cannot. And especially given the fact that it is a community-type setting, it is a social-type setting, and, and then added on to that the blatant bias. They are clearly discriminated against a particular segment of society, and no more then a person, then a, then a gay person can go into a bakery and be denied service. We all know about that. No more than it's legal to do that is it legal to deny the free speech, the freedom of association, and the freedom of religion, and the freedom to be politically active on Facebook. It's no more, it's no more legal than what, was, than what happened you know, to the people that wanted a cake made. You know, a lot of people don't like that decision. But the fact of the matter is, you can't make those decisions. Uh, you know, you have to be equal to everybody in that respect. And we're well, to my understanding, the op- you don't have to, you don't have to, to, to bake that cake, uh, to my understanding. Am I wrong with well, that? Well, there have been enough lawsuits out there that have, that have been won by the couples that, uh, they, uh, you know, company businesses have gone completely under because they couldn't afford the penalties give, in, given to them by the court. And, hmm. um, you know, but uh, you know, but but the fact of the matter is, is, is Facebook is a company town. Yes, we are on there. They are a private entity, and we are on their servers, and we are digital people on their digital in their digital town. But they are nevertheless a community, and we have civil rights because of that. Not, not in, you know, not they, they cannot spike our civil rights. And fortunately, and I don't have the law in front of me that they cite all the time that they've used to crush any attempt for compensation for the discrimination. But it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's a decency law which they've been able to, to wield like a sledgehammer uh, to uh, stop any lawsuits, any civil suits. But nobody has attempted to do a criminal, uh, a criminal, basically get charges pressed against them for violations of our civil rights. Well, it can be done, and it needs to be done. Fortunately, fortunately, we do have a new sheriff in town named Jeff Sessions, and if you know his track record as a prosecutor, he does not play games. He doesn't play favorites either, and he's not a racist, unlike what the. Uh, what the uh, Democrats would say, he sent a Klan member to the chair for crying out loud. So he's, he, he does not play favorites. He follows the law. And the fact is the law says that Mark Zuckerberg cannot violate your civil rights. And should we win this, and, and another thing that, 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 well, should we win this, uh, and, and I, want, I want new standards for Facebook. And the only thing I think that should be prohibited on Facebook 
is pornography. Obviously, we have children there and people under the age of eighteen. You know, and 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 it's a it's a family environment, so you don't want that right. kind of thing. You don't want graphic depictions of death, and I, you know, I don't care how many heads get cut off. I don't want to see it either. Okay, I don't want to see snuff films or anything like that. So, you know, and and you can't watch that on television. So it shouldn't be on there. And illegal activity. You shouldn't be able to sell drugs or solicit uh, murders or a call for assassinations of the president. So pornography, yeah, pornography, death, and illegal activity should not be allowed on Facebook. But anything else is free speech. The terms of service should be simple enough, one, where a 13-year-old can follow them because that's the minimum age that you're supposed to be on Facebook, so their rules should be simple enough for a 13-year-old to be able to follow. Well, I'm pretty certain that a 13-year-old can understand three rules. No porn, no death, no illegal activity. And um, we really, you know, that's what it needs to be. And if you can live within, operate within those rules, then there's no reason that what you have to say shouldn't be able to be out there in that community. You know, why can't we speak the truth in a place that's supposed to be a community? And and we aim to bring a stop to that. You know, bring, bring a stop to the truth is so, is, is so scattered anymore. It's, it's, it's unbelievable is what that is. I mean, you know, I don't like the, I don't even like the term fake news, you know, for, in a way, but, you know, because I think it's bantered bound. It's actually been used by those who have been propagating the, the, the fake news, uh, frankly. You know, I don't really like to use it either. Um, and, and honestly, uh, you know, it I've is. I've seen a, it, though. I mean, I've definitely seen it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the, sadly, the ones that perpetrate most of the fake news use the term the most. But that's par for the course, you know, for those people, because that boils back right down to the, uh, you know, uh, Nazi theory of, of accuse the, uh, the others of that which you refuse your enemy of that which you are guilty of. And we've seen the Democrats... Oh, yeah, the the libs do that all the time. Yeah, exactly. If you look at what Hillary would accuse President Trump of, or at the time, you know, candidate Trump, of during the campaign, if you look at the accusations she made against him, she herself or her husband were guilty of, not not now President Trump. Well, yeah, it's deflection. Yeah, it's certainly deflection. Exactly, and so that's what the that's what we're seeing out of the mainstream media, uh, especially the more left leaning. The fake news comes from them, and yeah, I work very hard every day to make sure to go out and, and sift through the news, the real news, and find it out there in out there on online to publish it on overpassforamerica.com. I work very diligently at that every day to try to find what's most important and and get it out there to everybody so that they can have they can have something out there and I, I suppose really you could say they interfered with my first amendment right in another way and that's freedom of the press because I publish news and you know Facebook is they're out of line I'm sure everybody listening here has been in Facebook jail at least once and I would imagine Oh I know I have and real exactly. quick, uh, programming though, I do see other callers on the line. Uh, just push the one on your number dial. Uh, we'll get you into the show. I'll probably just uh, call in and, and get your name there. We do have uh, 
Susan on the line, and we also have uh, Christine. So we have Christine, Susan. We have other folks on. As I said, push one on the other dial. If you'd like to get in, we'll get you into the show. And uh, right now we're talking about Facebook. We're also talking about pushing back uh, about the Grab Your Wallet, uh, where, of course, they're trying to boycott. We've got a website there, uh, which is to grabyourwallet.org. And I would suggest is by pushing back is to actually go to those stores uh, that are supporting uh, Donald, you know, Donald Trump and his daughter's uh, products and purchasing from there and just stop. I mean, I know that I, you know, you Sears and they're going to be getting a, uh, and they recently uh, took uh, the Trump lines off the shelf. And let me tell you, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be giving them a piece of my mind uh, as well. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just stop shopping to them for a while. I mean, we really got to push back. I mean, it, they're, they're getting it from all angles. It's unbelievable. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you, James, and uh, then we'll get some other folks uh, into the show. You mentioned earlier, uh, and I think Christina could talk about that, you know, because she's really great at the constitutional law things of that nature. But go ahead. Well, uh, another thing that you mentioned pushing back is, you know, we've all seen the protests and the riots and the crushing of free speech like Milo at Berkeley. Um, and honestly, I think the reason that the left hates him is because Milo – proves beyond any shadow of a doubt that conservatives are not homophobic. We just don't like liberals. You know, I I know a whole lot of people that love the heck out of everything Milo has to say, and all he was there to do was to express his opinion and exercise his free speech. And, well, we saw what happened. We saw what happened. But you're right about it being time to push back. And, and there's um, two organizations right out there right now, and – uh, one is going out here on uh, Sunday, and then I guess on March 4th again, there's going to be there's going to be basically an increasing wave of, of uh, pro uh, Trump or Trump support across the country, and overpasses every year on the third weekend of March, and this year that'll be the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. Uh, we are going to be going out nationwide in support of liberty and and in support of President Trump. And if you haven't ever gone out there with us before, then we don't stand in the middle of freeways, we don't block traffic, and, and we, don't, uh, st- we don't riot. Uh, we just express our free speech, and I'd like to invite everybody out to join us. Uh, but in the meantime, I'd like to repeat that phone number for the Department of Justice. It's 202-353-353. 4641 and ask them, the Department of Justice, to prosecute Facebook for civil rights violations, to protect free speech, and tell them, and this is very important so it will it will stick in their head, tell them you support the criminal report of attorney Andrew Straw. He's already filed the criminal report with them. And right now they're playing the uh, three blind mice game and are pretending that they don't know about it, but it's been verified that it's been received by the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice is like a little community. We need to start a rumor because eventually if we start a rumor, if we get those people, the employees, the attorneys, the Department of Justice talking about it, or whisper, if they'll start out whispering about it, hey, did you hear about that? Somebody wants to file, wants us to pursue criminal charges against Facebook. Well, then they'll start talking about it. Well, the next step after that is acting on it, and we need to be an earbug 
we need to be uh, this little haunting thought in the back of their mind. Maybe we should file criminal charges against Facebook because those type of things, that butterfly effect does work. It does work, but it takes tenacity. And so don't just call once. Call every day. Call every day and tell the Department of Justice that we're tired of it being one-sided and we're tired of having our civil rights stepped on in a so you know in a you know in a, in a social environment, it's not fair and it's illegal, and it's time that something be done about it. And I'm pretty certain that everybody listening would just love to watch Mark Zuckerberg squirm in front of a Trey Gowdy interrogation while he asked him why he thought it was his right to crush the rights of other other Americans. And so let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Let's get Mark Zuckerberg sitting in front of Trey Gowdy while Trey Gowdy rips into him and explains to him that he has no right to do that. And let's bring Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg back down to earth and let's prove to the world, let's prove to the world that nobody in this country is above the law. Nobody in this country is above the law. But it will take all of us doing that. If we can make an example... Well, it's getting to the point where we've got a two-tiered... Well, what what is getting to the point where I'm I'm believing that we do have a two-tiered justice system. I mean, look at Hillary Clinton, you know, with with what, uh, you know, with what she's gotten away with. And it did kind of uh, make me perturbed when, you know, throughout the campaign, Trump was, you know, stating how, you know, hey, you know, if I get in, we're going to get, you know, what she's done investigated. And he backed off of that. I really wasn't too happy about that. Uh, but that's a discussion for another day. And, of course, as you know, James is being a formal uh, pa- uh, panelist on the show, and we're going to keep your line open while we get in another caller. We're definitely, definitely going to have you on uh, again during our roundtable discussion. Uh, but we do see here that uh, before we bring in Christine, uh, we are close to the top of the bottom, I should say, of the hour. So uh, it's a little early, but let's go ahead and hear from the Patriot Journalist Network. You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team, grassroots, conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at PatriotJournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network again by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And that's also a Twitter team. We talk about that. And uh, Twitter's huge, too. And we've also had uh, someone, uh, Chris uh, Kathy Amadon, uh, a couple of weeks ago discussing about, you know, what she's experienced about being shadow banned uh, from Twitter uh, for the things that she's trying to do uh, on her end. And uh, you may have heard uh, the uh, the fire ants back in, uh, I guess, back when they were doing the investigation on Benghazi and getting uh, the panel for that. And they were actually instrumental, got some, uh, you know, some letters from members of Congress uh, who – co-sponsored, you know, to have that investigation for, you know, Benghazi. Uh, you can listen to, to that show in our uh, podcast, in the podcasts, uh, of course, that you can find uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, but you can also download them onto your mobile devices uh, free on iTunes. 
And so let's go ahead and bring in uh, – okay, we've got the list there. Let's go ahead and bring in Christine. Thank you very much, Christine, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Well, I'm doing great. I didn't call last week because I needed the stuff to sell down in Ninth Circuit. But let me address two things that James said. He's absolutely right when he tells you about Caucasian discrimination. That is what the 1965 Immigration Naturalizing was all about. When you read that, it tells you you cannot discriminate based on race, creed, color, or national origin. That was because they were getting ready to open up the borders and let all of these people from Latin nations, Iranian nations. We got some background noise for somewhere. Let's let's clear that up. I don't know if it's someone getting uh, messages and and then uh, we hear the sound effects from that. But uh, go ahead, uh, Christine. Yeah, yeah. That was so the white people. If you say anything about the Latinos, the Mexicans, the Haitians, or Jamaicans coming to this country illegally. Oh, my God, the bad white people. That's what the Immigration Act of 65 is. So after they got the white people scared and quiet, then they started flooding America with all of those illegal people. And the next thing he know, needs to know is Jeff Sessions ain't as great as you think he is. Jeff Sessions was supposed to have started the repealing of the 1965 Immigration Act. He didn't do it. You see, immigration really is not about the immigrants. It's about Congress not repealing that act. So let me move forward now. The Ninth Circuit, I have been in talks with them via leaving voice messages. They insist that I leave these voice messages about what that three panel said. So today I left them 35 minutes worth of constitutional messages. At the same time, I heard Donald Trump was giving some sort of speech. They had me to tell them about Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1, that tells you that federal judges are in the jurisdiction of the United States and cannot speak for those who are under the jurisdiction of foreign states. They had me to speak about people who come here from foreign states are under the jurisdiction of the states. That's Amendment 14, Section 1, Clause 3, where it says, No state shall deny to any person in its jurisdiction due process, etc., etc. So they, according to the Constitution, have got to be vetted on the state level, not by federal authorities, but by states. Then they had me to read them uh, Amendment Number 11. That's the one that determines who can sue a state of the United States in federal court. The last sentence says, if you are a citizen or subject of a foreign state, you can't sue any state of the United States. Then they had me to explain Article 1, Section 9, Clauses 1, 2, and 3. Article 1, Section 9, the first 19 words, says states are in charge of bringing immigrants. Section 2 says, uh, uh, 
the same one, Clause 2 says the United States can prohibit the states from bringing immigrants. And then the third clause says when states bring immigrants, they have to pay a tax or a duty to the United States for everyone they bring. And then I explain just under those clauses, Donald Trump, not only was he right in stopping those people under the Constitution, he would be required to stop them. Then I explained to them why the judges were wrong, because Article 6, Clause 2, it ends by saying all decisions of the United States must be a part of the Constitution down to the very last judge. Then I explained to them, Amendment Number 10 clearly says, if it's not written for the United States, that means anybody in it, in government, then it belongs to the state and the people. So we discussed that for 35 minutes, and then I told them why. You see so many millions of Muslims. See, all the stuff we're seeing overseas, 90% is Muslim, and I told them why. Because this country is their cash cow. The way the 1965 Immigration Act is set up, when they get here, they can automatically get on our federal entitlement program, every one of them. So most of the guys bring at least four wives. They put the four wives in one house, take them to be registered with welfare. When they get that check, it's usually about three, maybe four months later, it has about $3,000 worth of food stamps and could be as much as $20,000 in cash. So the husband, he collects all four of those debit cards. He gets the PIN numbers, and the husband goes and cashes in. And you can count four times 20 is $80,000. So now this Muslim man got $80,000 of our money, and that's why you see them riding around in all these new cars. And they don't have jobs, no visible means of income, but they got all this stuff, and that's how it happens. So I had a great time today explaining to them that their main goal, they said, been said years ago, is to crush the white man into the dust. And how are they going to do it? They're going to use American money to do it. And so I explained to them, you need to tell those three judges that what they have done is insurrection. That's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. And also they did not repel this invasion. They can be arrested. And I reminded them, since they don't know it, that Article 3, Section 1 lets Donald Trump arrest them. They better, and I told them, you better be glad that Donald Trump don't know any of this stuff. He doesn't even know me. He knows absolutely nothing what I'm saying here today. And I explained to them, they don't have to grow up. And the reason I called back was because when they first made that decision, I wrote the Ninth Circuit a letter about this whole thing. And then I called them back, and they talked to me again. The very next day, they called for an en banc hearing. En banc, that's E-N-B-A-N-C, that means at all. They want all the 11 justices want to weigh in on it. When I read what they wrote, eight of them do not agree 
was everything that the three-man paddle said. They had different reasons, but when you get to putting all of their reasons together, then they're absolutely right. Now, they're supposed to have their briefs in today, February 16th. Uh, the, the panel and Donald Trump's team supposed to have in their briefs for this en banc hearing, so that may be overturned. Can't say that it will be, but I'm just saying I've been behind the scenes working. See, that's how I work way back in the background, and I think I did a very good job because the uh, uh, the clerk, they really listened to what I was saying, and uh, they made sure that I put it in writing, and uh, they asked me to give them a call back. And so I gave them a call back on today, and it was 35 minutes of recording what the U.S. Constitution has to say about all this mess. Because they even said themselves that their court wandered so far away from the Constitution so it was unrecognizable. Whether or not they have the power to overturn them, I have no idea. But at least they listened to the truth coming from a citizen. So that's what I did this morning, and I feel real good about being able to sit back and use a constitutional argument because nobody else is using that constitutional argument. And I and also I'm making an attack on Congress. I called about 20 of them today, and I told them, they are the ones who are destroying the United States because they are the ones with the full power now to shut down the Immigration Act of 65 and return all those people to the state from 52 years ago. See, they got this power. Well, not to, well, not to what, Christine? I mean, and that's what I was saying in the beginning of the show. And that's, yeah, and that's when we got the season, we get season in. And then we're going to get mad in. we got uh, others on the line. Just push the one on the number dial when you're ready to get in. But, but yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. So, what you saying? Seconds and don't have the whole thing. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead, and we'll bring it to it. Congress is doing it, and they know it. Congress, all they got to do right now today is just announce with Donald Trump standing between them that they're returning immigration power back to the state. That means everybody who comes in each state got to register and pay money. When the Muslims hear that they can't come into each town for free and take over, that's what's going to stop it. That's the only thing. But they are refusing to do it right now. And then they're fooling Donald Trump. They're playing both ends against the middle. They're not telling Donald mm-hmm. Trump, man. Do this thing the easy way. Let's just cut them off. Just repeal immigration after 65, and it has to go back. And then they lose their citizenship, so they won't be voting in 20, in the year 2000, whatever it is. They won't even be voting. And Congress is refusing to do that. So that's what I got to say. Well, then again, we'll uh, keep the uh, on the line. Looks like we may have uh, lost Matt there. Uh, may I, hopefully we'll be calling back in, but let's go ahead and uh, bring it over uh, to you, Susan. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm fine. I just thought that you know, Rat Paul isn't a happy person. <laughs> he uh, uh, stormed out of meeting because he was disenfranchised by the direction it was going. Uh, so you know, I mean, we're not the only ones that occasionally have trouble. So I think he does too. But it had to do with Obamacare. And uh, now I've got an article that I got here from Conservative Bites. And there's a lot of people 
that believe the CIA is behind the leaks that bag Mike Flynn. And oh yeah, um, so Senator yeah, we're going to be talking about that in the top of the, uh, in the next show, but I mean in the next segment. But you can go ahead and bring it in. Well, Senator Schumer warned Donald Trump not to mess with the CIA, so they're asking is this a revenge. Well, we know the CIA was part killing uh, John Kennedy, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all that this is. Uh, are we most of the problems here? You're, break, you're, you're uh, breaking up, Susan. Can you? Uh, you're, you're coming kind of hard to hear you. I, I said it wouldn't surprise me at all if the CIA was part of it because they were part of the assassination of Kennedy. If you remember Northwood, uh, angered. Well, there's CIA. a lot of static going on. I, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe NSA Bob's. Interfering with us I don't know But go ahead Um Yeah I can hear it But it's not My What's all that static Going on Oh Oh I'm outside <laughs> I'm outside at oh, the well. Right near the park Yeah I'm outside Near the park And uh Okay well, tell you, well Okay Well I'll tell you what uh, I'll, 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 I'll bring this I'll turn the Yeah Christine I'll turn the your mic back on when we bring you back in, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm back in the car now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead, uh, Susan. Is... Okay. So anyway, that was a Facebook thing. You know, I I didn't know you'd been in jail, <laughs> Robert. Um, I had to chuckle. A lot of people have. I was never in jail. They just said I had posted too fast, and so they gave me a 24-hour thing a couple times. And once they um, said I'd ask too many friends too quick, you know, invited too many people, and so it was like two days. But it was never officially jail. It was I could post in certain situations, but not the, there was other things I couldn't do. So... Um, I just, each time, I got an apology from them. Each time, I, because they would say, well, what's your experience? Are you happy about this? I said, oh, hell no, I'm not happy. What's your issue? You went after me for something stupid, and I invite the head of your company to come to Idaho and face me down and debate me, because I will beat his ass on a debate. And I did that several times. And, um... The one time they apparently investigated it, and then they turned me back on at the appropriate time. Well, they didn't. They were about an hour late, but they did send an apology. I wish I'd kept it, darn it. They said, well, we're sorry. We couldn't, you know. you got to just really go after them. You can't, you know. And the other thing is don't post political stuff on your timeline. Post it in groups, but not on your timeline, because they check out timelines. And a lot of groups are public, but a lot of them aren't. So make it, uh, I don't like it to be secret because it's harder to add people, but at least make it closed um, and vet people and other people that know these other people. If there's any suspicion, don't put them in your group and there's no trolls. But it's harder to get a troll in if you do that. So that's what you have to do because usually if people like you, even if they're if they don't agree with you, they are not going to report you. They can report to you about someone they are not happy with, 
but they won't report you to Facebook. So I don't leave anything that's supposed to my timeline political very long because that just, you know, it amazes me that so many people post it on their timeline, political stuff, because that's, that's what they're going to get into first. They're going to, you're going to check that out. And I lay off dollars to donuts. This is why they, they get in trouble most of the time. So just some advice. Well, the fact of the matter is, though, you should be able to do it without fear of persecution from Facebook. I mean, you know, the, the, whether we want to, whether we like it or not, politics is life. It reaches every aspect of, of our lives. And people should be free to express their opinion. And, and this blatant discrimination that's going on by people, I mean, if you're posting outright lies or propaganda that, that boils down to, you know, hate speech that's based on falsities, I can see that. But when you have Snopes being the thought police on Facebook, and we all know how much Snopes lies, how, how biased they are, those people have no business, no business at all determining what's true and what's false on Facebook. And they, none, I mean, honestly, that, that they should be shut, they should be shut down for being a hate group because they clearly hate anybody that loves the Constitution and the truth. And, and, you know, and while I understand, you know, in the current, in, yeah, I understand where you're, where you're getting at in the current environment on Facebook that you may get yourself in trouble for posting political things. The fact of the matter is, is nobody should have to fear expressing their opinion about something on there as long as they're not doing something illegal. Right. Yeah, I don't think well, you should be able to post political stuff, certainly. I do. I, I have a lot of little yeah. friends here and worried that they're I don't I have friends, I have friends people and I don't see them with questions unless they ask me some questions. So it the for me the timeline is more about what I'm doing and it's not to get into these logical debates. Man, you're breaking up bad, Susan. I mean, are you, I, I don't understand why you're really breaking up. I haven't, haven't heard it that bad in a long time. Huh. I don't know what's going on there. That's better, but is, is somebody else got something going on in the background? or? Nope, I'm the only one here. So there's nothing else. I'm just looking at my computer, and there's no noises or nothing. I think that might have came from James. I had to mute the mic real quick. I'll get you back in, but it sounds like it was coming from you, from your, from yours, James. Let me double check on that. I still hear static. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Annoying. it's coming. Yeah, James, it's coming. I hate to say it. Don't get, don't hang up. I mean, it is coming from yours. So we'll we'll see. Uh, maybe if there's something you can uh, adjust in that, James. I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Susan. Oh, I just thought I'd let you know. That um, yeah, that sounds much better. I don't have a have a lot of static. Go ahead. Con Con, South Dakota's convention of states was defeated by a landslide, and it's going on here in Idaho. So this came on Phyllis Shafley's news and notes. Her sons are running that. So yay, we defeated another Con Con effort in one state. So that's something good to cheer about. 
unless you believe. Well, there you go. And we, we did have a yeah, we did have a, a Matt from Massachusetts on the line. Looks like uh, his call dropped. Perhaps he'll call back. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what happened with him. If he didn't want to uh, chime in or got tired of waiting, I don't know. But yeah, you know, I, I didn't think I had him uh, waiting that long. But you know, we'll see what uh, we'll see that as it may. On that, but anyway, I mean, you do see the top of the hour, and wow, we've uh, we've gone through the first hour pretty quickly. And of course, uh, I just want to remind folks if you are uh, listening to this live or listening to the podcast, uh, definitely you know go there now or check it out now. Where uh, if you're especially if you're a Twitter user, go to that hashtag, grab your wallet. And, you know, put some tweets about what, you know, how you're going to uh, shop at the pro-Trump uh, uh, shops or shops that are carrying the Trump items, as well as check out their website. Uh, and I've got a link here on uh, Blog Talk Radio to their website, uh, whereas, you know, all the they, – they have a list of the ones that dropped uh, the Trump items. So those are the ones not, you know, such as Sears and Starbucks and uh, Nordstrom's, uh, and those are stores to get in contact with and drop them as well. And then, of course, they do have a list of the stores that, you know, do carry uh, the Trump items. And now it's just, you know, if you're going to do shopping, uh, do shopping at those. So, I mean, they're certainly pushing, and it's, it's, it's time for us to push even harder. So let's see if we can uh, – let's see if we can get – uh, James back in here. Let's see if we got uh, that taken care of uh, with the sound. Uh, let's go ahead and check that. Uh, James, we got you back in here. Well, I, I actually had you on mute whenever you said I was having a sound problem, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, at yeah, any maybe rate, it's I, I need to say Dave, right? Or, or Bob, I should say. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I actually I, I want to need to be to be heading out, I'm, I'm, I'm running such a tight schedule right now, especially with having to try to exhort people to call the Department of Justice. It's eating up every last bit of my free time. Um, you know, but you're right, though, Robert. We've, we've got to push back hard, and I'm not talking about rioting like the left is. Uh, we have got to push back hard, and, and so many patriots in this country – well, we all breathe the collective sigh of relief whenever whenever uh, President Trump won the election. We all did, mm-hmm. and and I can understand why everybody would. I mean, take a week, you know, take a week, just relax, rest, recuperate. But the fact of the matter is, is that you know the left is going to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, and I expect these. Wait, they're already trying to, to talk about impeachment. It's unbelievable. Well, we, you know, you and I both know the numbers on that, and there's absolutely no chance in the world that they're going to be able to get the votes to impeach President Trump. It just is. I mean, they may pull it up, you know, it, they may try to pull him into into uh, House subcommittees and investigate this and investigate that, but they know, and, and, everybody, and anybody that knows anything about impeachment knows that they do not have a chance at, at getting him impeached, and they know it. It's nothing but... Rabid dogs growling and barking, and the problem is these rabid dogs are toothless. And so, as much as they might want to uh, spread their disease, well, they don't have the tools necessary necessary to do so. Yeah, they're just getting they're just pandering to their constituents. 
Well, that's exactly what it is. And, and honestly, having seen the behavior, especially of the uh, of the of the Democrat uh, elites that are in D.C. right now, the Cummings and the Wrangles and the Pelosi's and and uh, and so on and so forth, you know, the ones that we see on television. Quite honestly, they all ought to be in front of a committee for un-American activities and, and quite possibly pays tra- facing treason. Uh, there needs to be a, a there needs to be an investigation, well, into all of Congress, but they need to start with the Democrats because their behavior has gone beyond political to seditious, and and they they are the party of no and. You know, and no common sense among among anything. You know, they're like spoiled children that were cheating at a video game, and the guy that wasn't cheating actually won. And they don't know what to do with that because they were so assured, so confident in their victory uh, that they were attempting to steal. And when the guy that wasn't cheating actually won, they don't know what to do with themselves. The the, the Democratic Party. Uh, is devouring itself from within, and they're trying to cover it up with a lot of bluster against against President Trump. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got people like Simone Sanders going on CNN saying that you know there shouldn't be any any white leadership in the Democratic Party at all. And while no, that's I, while I have no problem with obviously you want to represent your constituency. Well, there are still some white Democrats out there. It's not like the party. Well, is, and, and whites still are the, the 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 largest part of the population. I don't know why people keep forgetting that. Well, exactly. And then you've got the you've got the centrist Tyranny by the minority wing. Sound? Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what it is. And you know, there still are at least among the voting population some centrist Democrats. And they're being uh, they're being marginalized by these hardcore leftists, the Bernie Sanders uh, types that want an outright socialist nation, and and you know they're they're devouring their own. And what we aren't hearing on the news is the revolution uh, or the civil war, I should say, rather that's on, going on right now inside the Democratic Party. And if we really want to watch it implode, and I would say actually fracture into into two to three different parties, uh, we need to push and push and push for 2018. We have to start now because if we can deliver a sound a, a sound defeat to the Democrats in the midterm elections and and give give the GOP which. The GOP is corrupt, don't get me wrong. The swamp runs deep in D.C. It's not just Democrats. But if we can deliver a sound defeat to the Democrats in 28 midterms, you will watch the Democratic Party implode like nothing you will ever imagine. They are already mm-hmm. on the verge of shooting apart, and all they need is one more, one more crushing defeat, and we will watch them attack each other. Uh, like, like, and they will be pointing the finger because none of them, no, liberals, all have one fatal flaw: they will never accept responsibility for their own actions, and they will do nothing but point fingers at the different factions within the Democratic Party. And that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we want because once we get the the, the complete Democrats are the, are the Demo, ISIS has nothing. On the Democratic Party as far as being a threat to the United States right now, and if we can eliminate 
or soundly defeat the threat of the Democratic Party, then we can turn our attention to the globalist rhinos, the ones that ignore the Constitution, that may want big government. We can turn our attention to them, and we can finish draining the swamp and getting America back on track to where it's supposed to be. But we cannot let up. We cannot let up. Uh, Politics is life. It touches everything from the air you breathe to the food you eat to the car you drive to the clothes you wear. Real real quick, James, are you on speakerphone by any chance, or do you have speakers behind you? Do you have your computer on, perhaps? uh, I'm on speakerphone, and my computer is on, but it's muted. Okay, yeah, because well, we must be getting some re- uh, some readback from you being on speakerphone uh, somehow. But because I, I think you're talking yeah. into it and then it's coming in through your earpiece and going back into uh, your mouthpiece <laughs> by being on speakerphone. Probably just because I speak so loudly and it's echoing in the room I'm in. Could <laughs> <laughs> very well be. Could very well be. Um, you made one mistake. You missed Pelosi. You get rid of them because you know. They're what? Like, I, I tell you what, man. Maybe NSA Bob's really working hard tonight, man. Because everybody seems to be kind of uh, staticky and stuff. Pelosi is not working for Trump. He's working for Bush. Oh. <laughs> well, well, well. Let me tell you something. Uh, there, there's people still with you know from within. Who you know are trying to disrupt the uh, the Trump administration? That's for certain, and that's going to be part of what we talk about in the top of the hour uh, on that. And, and speaking of Democrats, and I, I got this article here from uh, Investors.com, and I'm going to I'm going to I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to mute this mic and see if this is what I'm getting the background from. Yeah, James, and I hate to say it, but that that, that is coming from you, my friend. Uh, but anyway, so I got this article here. Uh, it, it says it's Jim Webb, and but during the debates, I remember watching this guy during the debates, the Democrat debates, and he was the only guy who made sense. It's probably why he was uh, yeah. one of the first, if not the first, Democrat to not, you know, to not make it through uh, the debates. Uh, but he he made more sense than than all of them um, that was on the stage. So, and this is from uh, Investors.com. It says, is Jim Webb the only sane Democrat left? Ideology, a whimsical definition of a gaffe is when a politician accidentally speaks the truth. By that measure, former Virginia Senator Jim Webb committed a gaffe of huge proportions over the weekend. On Meet the Press, and I'm still hearing that, so I don't, maybe it's a couple of things. But it says, on Meet the Press, uh, Webb admitted that the Democrat Party has no ideas to offer, that it's determined to Detroit determined to destroy the Trump administration, and here's the gas. The Democratic Party over the past five or six years has moved very far to left, to which we say, welcome to the party, pal. For many years now, while the pundit class has been busy painting Republicans as radical, out-of-touch extremists, we were pouring over polling data, both ours and theirs, and voting records. We found that it's Democrats who have rested well out of the mainstream on a wide variety of issues. The latest IBD tip poll reconfirms this, which can be readily seen when you compare Democrats' views with, with those of swing voters. More than half of independents, 55%, for example, backed Trump's temporary suspension of refugees coming to the country. 
just 17% of Democrats do. Almost three-quarters of Democrats approved uh, the Obama administration abstention on the U.N. vote attacking Israeli settlements. Only 40% of independents did. Three-quarters of Democrats think Russia influenced the election outcome. Only 39% of independents do. 70% of Democrats say Obama's presidency was a success as a sentiment shared only by 40% of independents. Nearly half of independents want Congress to repeal Obamacare, compared with only 6% of Democrats. In fact, most Democrats want to expand Obamacare, a view shared by just a third of independents. It says the poll. I'm going to see something real quick here because we're still getting some re- uh, some stuff here. And it says the poll also finds Democrats uniquely apologetic about the election outcome with deep and troubling loathing of Trump. For example, 76% of Democrats say Trump's overall performance so far has been poor compared with 39% of independents. Democrats are alone in opposing Trump's executive orders, according to recent morning consult polls. 55% oppose his regulatory freeze, 61% is hiring freeze, 58% uh, is orders to get Dakota Access Pipeline Bill. Uh, uh, at the very least, a plurality of independents back these measures. Just 18% of Democrats now think the country is headed in the right direction after the election, while half of independents do. Just over a third of Democrats, 35%, say the economy is improving with 59% of independents. And while Democrats overwhelmingly believe the media uh, will cover the Trump administration fairly, 71 percent, nearly two-thirds, 62 percent of independents don't. This leftward drift is what caused Democrats, and this points on what I think could be hap- could again happen uh, in 2018. Uh, this leftward drift is what caused the Democrats' losses in the Midwest, as independents worried more about jobs than politically correct bathroom policies swung toward Trump's. Trump, and is why the Democrats have lost seats in every level of government over the past eight years. Uh, in case you're wondering, Webb is hardly some sort of right-wing Democrat. The American Conservative Union says he voted with the conservatives less than 17% of the time while in the Senate. And the Americans for Democrat Action says he voted liberal 85 to 90% of the time. But he at least has enough perspective to see what's happening to his party. As Webb said, the party has lost the key part of their base. Rather than reflect on why they so badly lost touch with the working-class Americans and how to regain it, the Democratic leadership decided to have a national temper tantrum. How many jobs will their resist campaign create? It's unfortunate that there are so few mature, common-sense Democrats like Jim Webb left in the Democratic Party and so many fire-breathing extremists like Elizabeth Warren. So I think that really touches on your point, uh, James. And it oh, looks like we lost uh, – James had to go anyway, unfortunately. Um, and he probably went ahead and went uh, prior to that. And so, James, uh, you're welcome to call back in, but I guess we're getting too much in there. I'll have to talk with him personally on that. But I'm still hearing some of that, so I don't know where that's coming from, as I said. It's, it's, uh, anyway, but I see it's over top of the hour. So one of the things I want to – uh, bring over to you uh, first, uh, over to you, Christine, and then Susan. And if you guys could, if you guys can mute your mics or your phones, 
while while you're not talking, let's go ahead and do that. Try to minimize uh, the the disturbance. I don't really don't know exactly where that's coming from, but anyway. So I mean, we're, let's talk about the government leaks. And and Christine, there's a lot of folks saying that these leaks in and of themselves are illegal. Do you agree with that? I do, and but I do remember they had a really bad in the Obama administration. Who was that guy, Manning or whoever it was? The one that was a half woman and half man or whatever. So this is not the first time we've dealt with leaks. I can remember just about every administration has had leaks. So I'm kind of like, no, nah, I'm going to get really excited about it because my issue with it goes way back 52 years. If they want to talk about hacking of an election electronically, I can talk about hacking of the election manually that they did 52 years ago when they did the Immigration Act of 1965. That act was nothing but a hacking of the election to get uh, illegals in this country to vote Democrat. It's the same exact thing, only it's worse. The way they did it is worse. But, you see, people don't look outside the box. They look at just what someone sits in your face. One of the things I've learned since I've been, been in the Republican Party is they tell you one thing over here, and they'll have the whole world look at one thing while they're over here on the other side doing something else. So I try to stay on the other side where they're doing something else at. While everybody else over the screen by talking stuff, I be way back in the background like I always have been because I told y'all from the beginning of your show when I first started that one day immigration was going to be the biggest thing out here. And I read you all those clauses, and they, I got blew up. They said I was crazy. And now look what I, everything I told you is now coming true. And the rest of the stuff I'm telling is all going to come true, and it's not going to be pretty for them. Once we get all of these things that we need to be doing, the main one that to save America is the repealing of the Immigration Act of 1965 because that's the one that started the institutional racism against white people. They had to do it that way because they were losing votes to the Republicans in the Supreme Court when Johnson and Chip O'Neill could not get a ratification of the states to let them take over immigration, the Supreme Court let them do it. Now, that's what causes illegality. That's what does the whole thing. But they didn't care. They had to open up those borders to get the white people down. And, you know, I'm not white. But I saw that from the very beginning. Well, everybody else over here looking that all this is done, uh, you know, the the one about national origin, they thought that was for black people. They didn't have anything to do with black people. That had to do with opening up them borders for Latinos, the Mexicans, the Haitians, all them people, and to start bringing the Muslims in. And the Muslims go, like you just said, that white people are the major uh, uh, race. But you know what? It won't be that way if we don't repeal the Immigration Act of 65 because all those millions of Muslims that you see screaming and yelling against Trump, 
they're trying to get here because of the Immigration Act of 1965 gives them mega bucks. It's a treasure chest. You notice the people in the islands, they're not screaming the other. It's the Muslim because that's their plan to take over America, and they can and will do it if something isn't done to stop them. And there's only one way to do it, and that's you got to repeal the Immigration Act of 65 that returns everybody automatically to the states. What that means is everybody who sets foot in a state has to go to the state immigration office and register and be sworn in as a legal resident of that state. And then they have to have a state work visa because they're not supposed to have social security cards. That's how you tell how many of them are working and us. And then that information is sent to D.C. When the Muslims find out that they can no longer pile up into the United States for free, that they each one individually, the man can't speak for all his wives. Each one of his wives got to pay the state dues and fees, all that. And then there's no federal welfare. No, he can get each one of the girls debit card with 20000 They won't, believe me, they will get quiet. These are little simple solutions from the U.S. Constitution. And like y'all laughed at me before about immigration, but look at what's going on now. So, you know, I'm kind of sitting back now, Bob, just a little bit, I told you so, and a little bit smirky, you know, because I'm the only one actually going into this thing deep. I've been in there and talked to the Ninth Circuit clerk, and you know what? They agree with me. They asked me to keep in touch. And like today when I called, they held me on the phone for 35 minutes, holding all the constitutional clauses. Maybe they might want to learn the truth. The truth is so simple. That's what the problem is. The truth is easy. They want all this complicated stuff that's in the Immigration Act of 1965 that takes away state power, takes away your power. You can't say nothing to them. Either you will be arrested, things like they can get all of our money. We have to pay them a tax. That's what's in there. And white people better not say nothing. Better not. See, I don't like that because everybody's supposed to have the right to speech. But when white people mention, well, the Muslim this and or the, the Mexican, then, oh, my God, racist. That's what the 1965 Immigration Act did. So, you know, I, I'm just telling you. Um, I feel real good about myself now because I've met a lot of people, you know, since this uh, immigration thing has been going on, who they actually walk with me and say, Christine, you were right. It is true. So I'm telling you right now, I'm right again. And if they report because I told them today, if you people don't repeal the Immigration Act of 1965 or let Mr. Trump know so he can do an executive order, you need to be standing there with him. The, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, you know that that plane looks like we're talking with the lead, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Mitch McConnell, <laughs> funny looking. Standing. Well, I tell you what we need to keep an eye. Yeah, we need to keep an eye on them. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. But they're supposed to be standing on each side of Donald Trump while he signs the congressional repealing of 
the Immigration Act of 1965 that will save this country. Muslims will stop coming here. When they find they ain't getting no more money, you would do the same thing, Bob. If you were over in some country uh, and you wanted to get over and all you had to do was pretend that four girls was your wife and you go to the country and then you go right on over to the welfare office, when each one of them girls get that first car, they got $20,000, man. Plus, you would do it, too. And think of how much money that is. Every time you see a Muslim man, you notice he'd be in a new car, and he have three or four girls. It ain't nothing but religious hemping. And so, so we look stupid to them. That, that looks stupid. That's got to be stopped. And I told them, don't make me have to come back up there. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was up there in 2015, I told them to get his immigration that straightened out. And they didn't do it. I said, one of these days, somebody's going to come along, and you're going to have to. Now that person has come along, and at least he's not scared to stand up there and tell the truth. Now, I think they're wrong. Public Congress are not telling him. Okay, but what about, but, but what about these? Okay, but but what about these uh, these these leaks? Let's get let's get let's get back to that. Well, on the leaks, like I said, I've seen them since the beginning of time. And look, don't you remember back in McCarthy days? You know what used to happen. Well, I don't know if I was around back in the McCarthy days. I'm sorry, Christine. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what used to happen for leaks. They would arrest everybody in the office. Everybody got arrested. And then what they did, they got all of them in one room, and everybody talking, you know, such and such. Then they split them up and brought them in one at a time, and that's how they used to catch the leaks. This has been going and going on since a long, long time. It's just that you guys. Well, I mean, they, well I, I, they need to. They, well, they're they're calling for an investigation, and they better uh, and they better give one. But I tell you what, I mean, now they're trying to. Of course, Democrats are trying to say, oh well, you know, we're going to find evidence of Trump colluding with you know the Trump campaign or people in the Trump campaign colluding with Russia. And to my understanding, these conversations that Flynn had. With the Russians anyway, wasn't that after the election anyway? So how can that be colluding for the election if it happened after he was elected? Well, it's just like I told you before. That's why the press wanted Trump to win, because they're going to have some stuff every day. If it was Hillary, you wouldn't have near this much publicity. Do you know how much money the press is making by putting all this stuff out there? You see, they only put out there what they want you to know. They didn't tell you that there's supposed to be an en banc hearing by the Ninth Circuit or the full circuit that the other eight members don't like what the other three said, and they went away on it. You didn't even hear about that. If I hadn't told you, you never would have heard it. It's just like Donald Trump tell you. That's why he doesn't use the media. They put stuff out there to keep people upset. That's how they make money. That's why, as bad as they talked about Donald Trump, they always kept just his name out there, not Hillary. Because they know once they get Trump in there, it's going to be four, maybe eight years of mega billions of dollars. Every little thing he do, they're going to make a big issue out of it and have everybody. Oh, yeah, it's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they only going to tell you what they want you to know. They want you to know 
that the uh, the ninth circuit, the fourth court, does, does not agree with the three member panel. You ain't heard a word about it, have you? Press don't want you to know. You think they want you to know that? No. You have to find that out from people like me. And I think that's very important that they let the country know that the other eight judges in the Ninth Circuit want to have a say in it, too. I don't know if they have the authority to overturn that three-member panel, but they just said they want to have something to say about it, and I read some of the stuff that they had to say, and it was just the opposite of what the three-member panel said. So, you know, this is all about the press keeping one certain thing out there in your face to keep everybody all upset so they can keep, you know, uh, 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 rabble going on. That's how they make money. That's why I ignore them. See, everything that they make so popular, that's what I ignore, and I go to outside the box, way down the street, to see what's really going on. That's the way I do it, and I wind up usually being so right, like I was when I first came on your show when, uh, I can remember some of the people used to be on your show, Dr. Talbert and, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I can't think of that guy's name. Oh, oh, God, Michael and all of them, you know, used to be on your show, and they just made total fun, mm-hmm. you know, what I was saying about immigration. And just and now look at it. We can't get away from it. You know what I'm saying? We can't get away from it now. And I think the day is going to come when they will repeal the Immigration Act of 1965. If you think this is, you ain't seen nothing. Do you know what would happen, what will happen when they do that? About 40 million people will lose their citizenship. They never had it in the first place. Because the immigration act well, uh, 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 not, not Christine, and we'll, let's do the. We'll, we'll definitely talk about immigration and another night. But right now, let's go ahead and get uh, Susan's takes on you know on, on the leaks. And then I've got an article here uh, from Breitbart, which is another uh, thing that grab your wallet is trying to get people to you know whoever sponsors you know or you know does sponsor his ad on Breitbart uh, Breitbart for people not to. Uh, you know, purchase from from them as well. And again, uh, go to the website uh, whether you're listening live or uh, listening to the podcast. You go to that grabyourwallet.org and check out those uh, companies uh, that are not. And, and kind of give you an idea of of what that is uh, uh, for that. Is they got you know a list of the, you know the ones that support Trump. I'm trying to bring it up, but maybe they're being inundated. Like uh, here are the ones. Uh, so far, it sounds like, uh, let's see, these are the companies that you don't want to shop for, right, shop with, because these are the guys, uh, let's see, um, well, these are the, here, let me start with this one. This is all on their website, it says boycott these companies. So these are the companies that people, I think, at this point uh, should be uh, shopping from, Macy's. Now, Macy's, through my understanding, may be considering dropping the line, but the but we'll see. But so far, Macy's, L.O. Bean, Bloomingdale's, Dillard's, Zappos, Amazon, Hudson Bay, T.J. Mack, Lawyer, uh, Lord & Taylor, Bed Bath & Beyond. And I think I'm going to be purchasing some things from Bed Bath & Beyond uh, this weekend and telling their management that I support them. 
so uh, now here's um let's see other companies were boycotting for most boycott able uh to lease. Okay, let's see, let's scroll down. Uh these are gonna be ones it says Walmart. Uh there's this so it's still okay. Bartbart News, uh Elder Beerman's, uh Wegmans, King Hawaiian, uh let's see, these are people Trident, that's good, Welch's, Winners. ABC Supply, Lending Tree, Miller, Coors. Well, I'm going to buy me a six-pack of Miller this weekend. Hobby Lobby, uh, Yangling. Well, good. Okay. Well, then we're going to go ahead and, and get some Yangling. Um, let's see. Go, oh, Home Depot, good. I think I'll buy some brushes from from there. Um, let's see. Okay. So, so check the, other, the rest out. Now, let's see. Let's see. And then they have, oh, Susan. Oh, okay. Well, Susan, uh, okay, uh, we'll uh, keep your line open for when, oh, well, it looks like we lost Susan's call, but um, I have to remind her she's called within, you know, 30 minutes, so she's going to, I'm going to lose that. Hold on a second. I'm multitasking here. There we go, uh, on our Facebook. And so, anyway, back to the, the grab your wallet. And so, now, you know, folks, I mean, get on here while you're listening to the show. Follow me with these. And then this is the shop at these companies. So, these are the ones, and I'll uh, just highlight the, the large ones. There's like 90 of them, they say, they go ahead. But these uh, are the ones that I guess not to shop at. Uh, let's see, Best Buy, interesting. So I will not be shopping at Best Buy. Uh, let's see. The Gap. Now, whether these are have boycotted, it says uh, they're not in the boycott list. Okay. They, they they haven't boycotted. They just, I guess, won't sell anything that's Trump. So, you know, I don't even know if that. But I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, which companies have been dropped. Okay, so let's see. Let's see what's okay. Here's are the stores that we should be boycotting. Okay, Shoes.com, Bellacore, Jenny Craig. Okay, um, Wayfair, Zulily, uh, Kawasaki. Okay, uh, Uber. No more. I wouldn't be Ubering anymore. The Honest Company, Tyra Beauty, Jet, Carnival Corporation, Nordstrom's, Nordstrom's Rack, Gilt, Kmart, and Sears. So here's some big ones. Sears, which for me, we just made a purchase, and so we will not be making any purchase from Sears. Kmart, that's a dying place anyway. Nordstrom's, who cares, right? Uber never used it. But for those who do, Jenny Craig and a lot of I mean, so these companies are that dead. I mean, really? So my understanding, Sears is kind of going out of business anyway, you know. So fine, they're just going to go out of business even more. So I say, get, let's get these businesses shut down. And if you talk to the ones that they're wanting to get boycotted, I mean, these are <clears throat> these are successful companies. You know, boycott. You know, Dillard's. I mean, that's huge. I mean, Dillard's is all around the country. L.L. Bean, Hudson Bay, 
Lord and Taylor, TJ Maxx, you know, um, you know, so, I mean, you know, TJ Maxx, you know, they've got a note on that. So, so read that. So definitely check it out. Now that again, that's at, you know, www. Oh, I hate when this thing does that. But that's at www.grabyourwallet.org or HTTP. You know how that goes. Uh, grab your wallet. Check that out, and and let's do a counter, a counter boycott against these folks. I mean, so you know, if you're listening now, do it, and then share the 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 podcast with other folks, and and motivate them to do the same. We got to strike back, folks, because we really have, uh, you know, a problem here. <clears throat> now these leaks. Let me go back to this article. Uh, and I do see some other folks in line to push the one on your number dial uh, when you're ready to get in. And so this is uh, from CNN, not CNN, Breitbart, speaking of Breitbart, and it's just a real short article. Uh, but it says, CNN's Stelter, I think Trump leaks are partly career government officials and Obama officials, partly Trump aides. That's the name of the article on Breitbart. So on Wednesday, well, CNN. On Wednesday's broadcast of CNN's New Day, uh, CNN senior, and we're going to bring up uh, later on in the show uh, some of these representatives, Republican representatives, to keep an eye on, because I I think they're working hand-in-hand with the Democrats uh, in order to usurp uh, the Trump administration. But anyway, it says, on Wednesday's broadcast of CNN's New Day, CNN senior media correspondent and reliable sources host Brian Stelter stated that he thinks leaks coming from the White Trump White House are partly to do with career government officials who are concerned about Trump. Partly it does have to do with some former Obama administration officials who have their own agendas, and partly it's a cry for help from Trump aides, people who are motivated to leak in order to alert the public to a problem. Stelter said leaks are coming from many different places, for many different reasons. That's been true during the transition, and now especially true that Trump is in office. Every administration, every government has leaks, but this is a whole new other level. We're seeing something much more extreme. He added, I think it has to do with career government officials who are concerned about Trump. Partly, it does have to do with some former Obama administration officials who have their own agenda, and partly it's a crap blah, blah, we've just said that. So, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it's holdovers, and you've heard this before, I'm sure, holdovers from the Obama administration. And I think there are still some, you know, Republicans who are part of the establishment, part of the political class, who, you know, are afraid of Donald Trump and, and Donald Trump being in there, that they're doing, trying to do anything to get rid of them. And as I said, stated, you know, they're already talking impeachment, and you're right, I mean, it's you know, James said they probably don't have the numbers, uh, but the thing is, is if, if they were to somehow do that, then, of course, then they'll try to say that Pence was somehow involved and he had knowledge. And then, of course, then it would go to the Speaker of the House and then Paul it's, I mean, it could very well snowball. Let's hope it's just a bunch of blusters, but I'm not too sure about that. And so uh, what is it? Let's see. So I'm kind of here. And also, again, uh, also check out and, and visit the back to the grab your wallet. Cause that's kind of the real, the big push uh, of tonight's show is 
the hashtag grab your wallet there on Twitter. So if you're a Twitter user, visit that, send some tweets there. Uh, tell the people who are, you know, your friends and followers, like friends is Facebook, but followers on Twitter to let your follow Twitter go there, you know, and make some posts. I mean, I have seen it. I have seen where people are on there uh, posting on uh, posting on Twitter who are anti grab your wallet. So uh, definitely try, uh, you know, check that out. They, they seem to think that they, they got the upper hand and maybe they do because we know that unfortunately, you know, liberals do have the upper hand when it comes to activism. Of course, that's probably because we're too busy trying to take care of, you know, our, our lives, making money and things for our families. Uh, so we don't have as much time as perhaps they do. Uh, but we, I mean, we need to get more of active, um, even more active uh, than they are, because unfortunately I think that we have a lot of catching up uh, to do when it comes to, you know, our, you know, our activism. So I really think we need to uh, check that out. Um, and thank you, Carolyn. Uh, you know, mentioned that, you know, I'm boycotting everyone you mentioned. Awesome. We appreciate that. And what will be awesome is we really, Carolyn, I hear you see on the, on the chat, and I always appreciate uh, you coming to the show and listen. But, boy, I'd really love to have you call in sometime so we can actually hear from you. And so don't be shy. We're all friends here. Uh, I don't know if Matt, who called in earlier, uh, was. Uh, I don't know if he's just calling in and then hung up one of them and just turned to talk. Uh, but he was from Massachusetts, so who knows? Maybe he was some liberal but got mad and hung up. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we're hoping to hear from Matt. I think mean, we do. Well, we do welcome opposing views because we do like to have some debate here uh, on the show. But alas, uh, Matt didn't say even though he was in line to get on. But you know, I don't know what what happened with Matt. Uh, but perhaps uh, he'll go on. But also, call Gail. We, yeah, that's a long term person coming to the show. And chat, uh, we'd like to hear your call too. Of course, that's a three four seven nine four five seven four two eight. And so, you know, back to the you know part of the show where it's uh, the Obama influence. Uh, have you heard anything, or, or, or what do you know? Uh, okay, I was reading something. Sorry about that. And what do you know, Christine, about uh, you know any type of you know holdovers? Uh, have you heard anything specifically holdovers from the Obama administration that's uh, in there trying everything they can to undermine the Trump administration? Well, I certainly do believe that. And that's just from what you see on the streets, the people screaming and yelling. That's George Soros and Obama supporters, even me, just a little individual person. I have this big, beautiful Trump sign on the back of my car, and every now and then, one of them will just come up to me, and they will just want to kill me because Obama didn't win. You got the same thing going on in D.C. There are some who are just so mad because they didn't win until, yeah, I do believe that there is a lot of that going on in D.C., but I'm not going to worry about it so much because I expect them to act that way. They're a little bit worse than I thought they were going to be. But you got to understand from the reasoning behind what each the individual group is after. Most of this stuff that they're saying is about Mr. Trump's immigration plan. Most of the people who are doing the screaming and howling 
Who are they? There's a Muslim. This is really a Muslim movement just as well as it is the Democrats being mad at Obama. And you see, they brought the Muslims here in order to achieve mega votes for themselves. So that's the way I'm looking at this thing. Yeah, I expect it to happen, but I need other people to look and see who's doing the most of the protesting. It is the Muslims and the ones who don't live here. When we look at the cameras on TV and the computer, we see way all the Muslim countries raising all this for us. So that is why... I'm trying to get the Immigration Act of 1965 repealed. See, once you do that, and the Muslims, by the millions, find out that they can no longer come to America for free. That's that's what they're after, a free trip to America where they get their four wives all paid for and they pop babies in all of them. So in 20 years, they will have repopulated this country. And they're saying that they are going to crush the white man into the dust. The only way they can do it is with the Immigration Act of 1965. That's the only way they can do that. So I've been looking at everything they're doing in this issue of how they're going against uh, Mr. Trump. And then we got to remember Obama has Muslim ties and heritage. So he's likely behind the whole thing. Do you hear me? I would not doubt it for one minute. Not even for one minute would I doubt it. And you can believe me, if the Republicans get some darn backbone and stand with Mr. Trump and repeal that act, whoa, whoop. You'll be able to hear a well, and it's not, and it's not just, and it's not just the Demo- I mean, it's not just the Democrats and the Obama holdovers uh, who we got to watch out for. Uh, here's from uh, Newsmax.com. Uh, Republican senators call for exhaustive probe of Flynn and Russia. So keep this on your list and, and just okay, listen to the, the the guys that. Well, and these people need to get voted out. I mean, here's the folks. Here it is, guys. When it comes time for these folks to have their primaries. You need to vote the guy's name that you hear and get them voted out. <clears throat> so listen mm-hmm. carefully for these folks, uh, these folks' names. It says, and, and they're ta- and the people who are talking with CNN, and we all know about CNN, the Clinton News Network, right? It says, the fallout, uh-huh. you know, the fallout from General Michael Flynn's resignation has prompted top members of the Republican-led Senate to call for investigations of Russia and President Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Flynn, CNN reported, ranking Republicans, listen to this, guys and gals, John Cornyn, Roy Blunt, and Lindsey Graham, do any of those surprise you? Especially Lindsey Graham, is he still butt sore that he lost uh, to Trump? That's what I think. Have all called for the investigation that include talking to the ousted Flynn who resigned late Monday night. Blunt, a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, said his committee should look into it exhaustively. Yeah, they need to find out who leaked because it wasn't legal. Anyway, mm. I would think that we should talk to General Flynn 
very soon, and that should answer a lot of questions, Blunt told a radio station, according to CNN. What did he know? What did he do? Okay, Graham, of course, Lindsey Graham. Graham was more pointed when he wants to hear from Flynn. Go figure. I think Congress needs to be informed what actually General Flynn said to the Russian ambassador about lifting sanctions, Graham said on CNN's at this hour. So here you got Lindsey Graham. Vote that. I can't say it because it's a family friendly show. But vote that guy out. Vote Lindsey Graham out. I'm telling you, he's a Democrat in sheep's clothing. But anyway, Republican clothing. And I want to know, did General Flynn do it by himself, or was he directed by someone else, somebody to do it? And you know what that SOB is trying to say. He's trying to say that, oh, well, let's let's see if uh, Trump's behind it. What, you asshole? Do you think – okay, I'm going off the family (laughs) show. But what do you think? Is that, you know, I'm telling you, this guy is still butt sore because Trump beat him, and he's probably one of those guys who wants to see Trump get impeached. You know, he would, he would be one of those Republicans that would side with the Democrats to do that. That's my opinion, and we'll see. But anyway, uh, so that's what he's trying to allude to. And then Senate, this, and this guy kind of surprises me a little bit. Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker said that he would support an investigation of the administration's Russia ties. Russia ties? Man, get, ugh. see what I mean? You, this is why if you're a Trump supporter, you need to call these, call Bob Corker, okay, and I apologize. I wish I would have the contact information up for you guys. Call Bob Corker. Call Lindsey Graham Cracker, okay, and <laughs> You know, call Gordon and Roy Blunt, get, and then when it's time to vote, get these yahoos out of office, support someone, put up someone to run against these yahoos, and get these these people in some parts logic after dark yet out of the, out of office. Anyway, I'll continue. So uh, well, administration's Bob, Russian times. They want to get all of us. It's yeah, and it continues. Who won? Who won? That's the contact number. Well, what's the contact number? 202-321-2121. When the receptionist comes on, yes, when the receptionist comes on, just say, I'd like to to have Roy Blunt's office, say, Bob Corker's office, they put you right in through to their office. It's really easy. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. Repeat that phone number, please. 202 Three, two, one, two, one, two, one. Thank you. And, uh, oh, good, we got Susan back here, and then we've got Kelly. And so let me, I'll finish the article here, and we'll get uh, Kelly in and then Susan back on. And says, there's been a lot of nefarious activity from Russia, the Tennessee Republican told Jake Tapper on CNN. They're talking to CNN. But now what did that tell you? The American people should understand fully what that is. Mm-hmm. You know what they're trying to allude to. We certainly should. We should have a full-scale investigation on everything occurring between Russia, our elections, and any alliances that they have there. You know, go screw yourself, excuse my friends. But seriously, what they're trying to do is they're going to try to say that Russia had something to do with, with, with our elections. They're trying to delegitimize and try to find some criminality here. In order to, I'm telling you, you've got Republicans. Listen, folks, and take this seriously. 
We have Republicans. Okay, I'm an independent. Okay, actually, I'm a. I'm truth be told, I'm a registered Green Party. Okay, I'm registered with the Green Party. But let me tell you something, folks. You've got Republicans, or we've got Republicans, who are going to be siding with, working with the Democrats to oust, the oust, uh, you know, oust Trump. And you know, I, I, I like, I've grown to like, I should say, Pence. But I'm telling you, maybe that's why you had folks like Paul Ryan, okay, who liked Pence. Maybe they're planning on getting, uh, you know, getting ousting Trump so that they can get Pence because they think they can control Pence, which obviously would be more controllable than Trump would be. But you, you see what they're going. There are Republicans who are trying to undermine their Republican president. Vote him out, folks. Vote them out. Anyway, I'll continue. Earlier on Tuesday, Democrats called for a special, and remember, the Republicans right behind them. I wonder how close behind them. Anyway, anyway, earlier on Tuesday, Democrats called for a special investigation to the possible links uh, between Trump's administration and Russia, including when Trump learned his national security advisor, Michael Flynn, had discussed U.S. sanctions with a Russian diplomat. The American people deserve to know the full extent of Russia's financial, personal, and political grip on President Trump and what that means for our national security. House Democrat near Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi, really? She said that dumbass called, called, uh, uh, called him Bush the other day. Oh, I don't know if I can work on that, said President Bush. Hello, idiot. It's Trump. Retire if you need to. Your brain's not working. Anyway, he said in the stand, these people are really pissing me off, if you can't tell. I'm usually pretty an even-keeled, level-headed guy, but these guys are really pissing me off. Okay. Uh, Flynn's resignation late Monday also prompted the Democrats to press, again, for a no-holds-barred probe of Russia's alleged interference in the 2016 presidential election. You know, so this is just ridiculous. But let's go ahead and, and, and we'll bring it back in. Uh, Christina, and you too, Susan. But let's go ahead and get uh, Kelly's take uh, on that. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you? Hey, good. Sorry, a little late. I've been working on some local issues tonight. But uh, your list of people to get off the uh, get voted out by the people, which, like I mentioned before, Trump was even elected. If he wins, he's going to have an uphill fight. <clears throat> won't get much done until. Uh, 2018, where a bunch of congressmen get voted out. Now, there's a particular congressman, uh, uh, Babyface Nelson. You know who Babyface Nelson is? Well, Babyface Nelson. Can't to say no. I'm sorry. Well, historically, Babyface Nelson was a gangster. You know, the Al Capone type in the in the 30s, run bootlegging mm-hmm. gangster. Uh, I think he actually was a bank robber. Babyface Nelson. All right. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Babyface Nelson. I meant Paul Ryan. Anyway, you know, I like to enter the show with humor. Anyway, um, well, we we look at the situation. Um, Notice how the Republicans and the Democrats in the past, they fought, they spat, the news media, okay? And that was probably a level one or two compared to what's going on now. 
in the media. You know, Trump is, is probably the most crucified um, uh, president in my lifetime by the media and all sorts of Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, you um, mean both. Yeah, but do you, do you realize that if the public support grows for impeachment, which that's a long uphill battle, which, by the way, uh, Jefferson – Thomas Jefferson said that uh, it's impeachment's like a scarecrow. You know, it doesn't really do anything. But if they, you know, they can certainly try. But if they impeach him, well, then what about uh, Pence? Are they going to throw him out too? Oh goodness, who is next up to be president of the United States? Mm-hmm. They'll say Pence knew what you know Trump was doing. Yeah. Says no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if, yeah, Babyface Nelson is up next after Pence gets impeached because, oh, that's right, he's, mm-hmm. he's in bed with the Russians, too. Like, really? I mean, being the vice president would be a very nice thing. That'd be a chronically boring job, but you just sit there and pretty, you're the president of the Senate. And so I find that real interesting that, you know, they're going to try to find something. Well, he's not sitting on his chair, right, as the president of the Senate. Like, what? You know, they'll do, they'll do anything. I, I just, how many weeks have we had this? Like two weeks now? Three weeks? Um, by the way, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, except baby and face Nelson, these kill people. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, hey, what a mess. I can't, I, oh my gosh. I've had, um, I've had a client, you know, she's um, a Bernie Sanders fan. And, uh, you know, pretty, pretty sharp businesswoman. And, um, I won't mention her name, but uh, she's been very freaked out, if you will, about Trump. Um, you know, we were talking uh, business and we talked time. As a libertarian on the left or right, they opened up to me. Everybody's talking about politics these days. But she was really concerned. Oh, my gosh, she's like, you have Hitler. Really? What do you, I'm like, do you have any, like, oh, well, he's just, really not interested that. Do you have any evidence? Well, I, it, well, he could be Hitler. He could be a Hitler. He's only been after three weeks, well, two weeks now. And so I said, look, you know, I, I explained this last week. There's many structural checks and balances um, against uh, a Hitler in our country. We, we throw our constitution into the Weimar Republic of, say, 1924. Hitler never would have been an item, and World War II never would have happened. Uh, as much as he would have tried, even if he would, he would have been in the Chancellor and then the Fuhrer, uh, I'm sorry, it just it just it, because of the structure, it wouldn't happen. I had a call from a buddy. He's like, "Oh, do you know Trump's doing this?" And you look, is he doing it? Is somebody else in one of the departments doing this? Minister Fright, you think for Trump, because there could be things um, being done in his name to give him a bad name. It could be Rince Priebus doing things and leaking things and 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 doing things with Trump's name. And I won't be surprised if if uh, Rince Priebus goes pretty soon, but. Basically, it, 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 on a scale of one to ten, okay, on criticism, uh, Trump's a ten. The old days are like a one, maybe a two. Well, does that begin to invoke the question that maybe the Republicans and the Democrats are in on it together? And they oh, yeah, pretend certainly. to fight, and the media covers their pretend fights. Does that, does that bring suspicion when you really think of the? There's definitely some. Of, of yeah, there's definitely some Republicans in on it, sure. 
yeah, I, I, I just because the powers that be, you know, I can go into it, don't have time, but I don't think they like Trump. I think the powers that be are scared. I think a whole bunch of people could end up going to jail who's who've been elected, um, and I think they're scared. And and uh, so the Republicans are working with the Democrats to it's not not all Republicans, of course, but some Republicans are working against working with the Democrats this time. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to formulate this thought and get it across clearly, but maybe what I'm trying to say is maybe the Republicans and the Democrats really are in on it and they pretended to fight each other. It's just a suspicion. Oh, no, I mean, I could definitely see... Uh, no, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. And let's go ahead and see what... Uh, yeah, let's get Susan's take on that. It's great to... Uh, thank you very much. Uh, let, let me open your mic up. Uh, welcome back, Susan. How are you? I'm here. I said uh, not Rand Paul. There's some that no, they wouldn't do that. But there's a lot of them that would. So, um, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe Justin Amash. Um, just you know, you can go through and name a few. Dave Bratt. I think they're sincere, and I don't think they're going to do that. But um, threatened or blackmailed, that's what happened to a lot of them with Clinton and the impeachment thing. They would find stuff or make stuff up, so you just never know. Um, as far as way back when you were talking about the leaks, you know, you know if our government didn't keep secrets, and I don't care if it's Trump or anybody, they didn't keep secrets. Guess what? There wouldn't be any need for, you know, this. These don't keep it a secret. We we pay your tax. We pay your salary. We have a right to know. And um, this this is why Snowden and um, Assange, because they they expose so much, and I like them and I stand with them, and um, glad they exposed a lot. I'm glad they did because it pisses me off when our government who works for us, we the people, keep things from us. It really annoys me to no end. We are the government. We run the country, and they have forgotten that. We have a right to know. So, no, I'm sorry. I think things should be leaked. They shouldn't even have to be. They should just be honest. But they aren't honest. That's the problem. Oh, the people are stupid. They don't need to know anything. Really? Well, what the problem is? Well, what the, the what the problem is with that, though, Susan? I mean, you got to have some kind of secrets because here's the thing. I mean, a- anything can be used. Anything can be used against these folks. Okay, these people. You know, to I mean, you you got to have some kind of secrets because some things you just can't get out. You know, I mean, we can't. I mean, we can't know everything because. If that happens, and people are, you know, the enemy is going to know what we're talking, you know, what we're talking about. And also, I mean, this stuff could be, you know, the stuff these leaks. Look at Flynn; they could be used to, you know, end people's careers. I mean, this guy was a national security advisor, and he's already out because someone leaked a conversation that they had, which is illegal to do, you know, because it's it's you know needed to protect the identity of these folks 
for these kind of things can happen or, or blackmail can happen. I mean, they, I mean, people have to be protected. Well, I mean, we, I mean you know, we, you have to have some. If we didn't talk our nose in everybody's business around the world, there wouldn't be so much to leak and to worry about. But we do. Well, well, I have to discuss. I mean, of course, we're getting. I mean, here's the thing. They spy. Here's the thing. Unless the entire world stops spying, then then we're going to have to spy. I mean, is it, is it, I mean, it isn't just that. Well, the United States are spying on Russia, or listening in on Russia, or China, or Korea. They're doing it. And so, if, I mean, everyone is everyone spying on everyone. So unless you're going to have, you know, some kind of global. Uh, you know, referendum, well, not referendum, but unless you have, you know, some kind of global stay of spying or something like that, then it's it's going to continue to happen. And, and, and let, I mean, living in the real world, it's not going to stop happening. We have to spy on other people. We have to get on other people's business because they're doing it to us. And well, to say so that if we didn't do it, know. they wouldn't do it, there's no way. If we stop spying, you think they would? No. <laughs> People don't spy because well, you know, other countries don't spy because the United States spies. They would do it, you know. They would do it, you know, whether we did it or not. Why would they care about knowing about Hillary anyway and all that? What would they care, really? I mean, what would what would they gain? Blackmailing her? Well, I learned this from one. Mike Crapo, and that is that um, he was drinking in his room. He was, he got pulled over, you know, and um, he. Oh, real quick, real fast. quick, uh, stop, real, real quick, so they got to stop you there. Uh, for those uh, out there listening, uh, if uh, you do not call in in about five minutes, your audio was shut down. And you will not be able to, or shut off, I should say, you will not be able to listen to our final hour. Uh, so give us a call at 347-945-7428. Uh, nor would you be able to participate because you won't be able to hear the show. Uh, now the show will continue for the next hour. Uh, and it will be a part of the podcast, which will be available later here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as you can download free on your uh, mobile devices uh, from iTunes. Uh, but if you'd like to be a part or listen to it live, give us a call at 347-945-7428, uh, because if you don't, within the next five minutes, uh, you will lose that audio and the ent- uh, opportunity to weigh in on tonight's show. So let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Susan. Thank you. Anyway, he can. He, he never tried to say he didn't drink. Okay. And the thing I admired about him, for better or for worse, and what he is, he's at 70%, so I was pleased. He's come up on his Freedom Index stuff with the New American. He said, I've been drinking in my room. I said, bravo, because, you know, they probably had cameras. They had stuff attached to his phone. They probably knew what he was doing in secret. Even though he wasn't driving or anything, they knew, and they would have used it against him. That way they had nothing absolutely nothing to use against him because he admitted it. Hey, I So that's all I'm saying. You know, you got to, you got to just own it. Just own it. And he did. And I was very pleased with him. 
for doing that. Well, here, here, here's something one of your favorite guys. Uh, one, I think he's one of your favorite folks, Michael Savage, uh, said. Here's another yeah. article here from Newsmax. And it says, Michael Savage, uh, janitor, janitor, woof, uh, general, that was uh, two different things uh, at the same time. Uh, general Flynn made scapegoat by media and Dems. Uh, has here retired Army General Michael Flynn has been made a scapegoat by the news media and the old world order in Washington radio talk show host Michael Savage said Tuesday. The old world order wants perennial friction with Russia, Savage told WND. Excuse me. I guess that's World News Daily. Uh, President Donald Trump asked for Flynn's resignation as National Security Advisor Monday amid concerns he was not completely forthcoming about conversations Flynn had with Russian Ambassador Sergei Tlaskak in December. In December. In December. So we're making this big hoopla how he talked to them in December, and they're trying to say, well, this is affecting the election. Hey, dumbasses. The election was over. But anyway, uh, since Vice President Mike Pence told Face the Nation on CBS News on January 15th that Flynn has not discussed sanctions the Obama administration had placed on Moscow in light of election-related hacking. Pence made the assertion based on information Flynn had provided, White House spokesman Sean Spicer said. Savage noted Tuesday the silence of the mainstream media, and this is important, folks, remember this. <clears throat> Savage noted Tuesday, and we talked about this before in the show, the silence of the mainstream media in 2012 when President Barack Obama told outgoing Russian President Dmitry Megdalev on a live microphone his successor, Vladimir Putin, should allow him more space, quote, because Obama would have, quote, more flexibility to work with Moscow after his re-election later that year. And I, I, I may have had the audio uh, there. I'll have, to, I'll have to look for it. Was there an outcry by the little Putians in the media then, Savage asked? I see the demonization of Putin, Russia, and Flynn as part of a campaign by neocons, the intel community, and Democrats who want constant antagonism with Russia, he added. It's like firemen who start fires to justify their jobs. Exactly. And what do you think about that? What do you think? Well, and what do you think about that, Christine? Well, it it sounds like something that Obama and his crew would do. Exactly, and I agree with you. If it was in December, what's the big deal? They're just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, trying to make a crime where it's it's not even a civil issue let alone a crime. So I think they're desperate reaching for any straw. You see, they're drowning. They're drowning. And they're reaching for straws. They're drowning. So you expect them to do anything to try to keep their voice alive. But I'm going to tell you one more time. When the Immigration Act of 65 is repealed, they will lose about 40 million voters. And I think that they are very well aware that that could happen within this administration. See, this is not the first time that repealing the Immigration Act of 65 has come to the light. It ain't the first time. 
known. So they're looking at ways to keep this administration doing anything except being interested in what will happen when that act is repealed. They're trying to do any kind of work stuff. Like I told you what they do, they keep a whole lot of bull stuff going over on the left side while they're trying to hide what they're doing on the right side. So you won't notice that. You'll be so busy doing other stuff, and then they'll get by the next four years without losing 40 million voters because that's what they're going to lose once the Immigration Act of 1965 is repealed. And Kelly, what's your thoughts on that, sir? I'm a little uh, distracted. Go ahead and let somebody else comment. Okay, well, I'll I'll make comment on there. Is that, right, I mean, what they're trying to do, and and that's why I don't know why they're bringing it back to the election. These are conversations, and maybe I'll have to have to look more into it. And I guess they're they're saying, oh, we need to have an investigation and see if there was talks with the Russians prior to that is that, you know, if this happened in December, that has nothing to do with the election. The election was already over. Trump already won. So if someone from his administration, now they're trying to say AIDS were, you know, there was some article somewhere that said that, you know, AIDS were talking to people over in the, really, AIDS. Trump AIDS were, were you know, well, we're, we're calling Russian officials and saying, I mean, that's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. And then you'll have people who, you know, are, you know, presumably intelligent people who actually fall for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember, folks, uh, just in case you're real, – real, real quick, the programming note of source here is – and, again, so it's just in case uh, you're uh, listening to the podcast and you're kind of flipping through uh, portions of it, and you haven't heard it yet, go ahead and go to uh, the website we're talking about for grabyourwallet.org. And now on the stores that they are boycotting, we are suggesting folks to, uh, you know, buy from those stores. And then the ones that have already dropped the Trump line, like Sears and Kmart, and from my understanding, both of those are kind of going on, you know, and Nord- Nordstrom. Yeah, fine. Don't shop there. Don't shop there. Let them lose even more money, uh, which would be fine. And maybe that's why they're they're, they're trying to say that the, all the Ivanka line is going down. Well, maybe the Ivanka line is going down because everything else in your store is going down because your stores are failing. You know, maybe we should look into the uh, the, the sales of uh, of those places and, and see how their their sales are doing. Their overall sales. Maybe we could do some uh, investigating on that. And then find that information and and send that to the hashtag there on Twitter. Well, I thought all the but, Kmart's had closed. No, there's still a few Kmart's here and there. Yeah. Well, if there was a Kmart where I live, I would be standing out there tomorrow with a picket sign. And I'll tell you about me. I like to do stuff like that. I like to bug them with picket signs. And they don't like it when people, if they get five people in front of their store with a picket sign, they don't like it, even one. But if it's five or more, they lose money. Some people won't even stop the car. I think that's one thing that we may, that we should do at this time is picket these places, do something that they really abhor, they hate it. And that, can I get back to James? 
when he left off his dialogue, what he was saying, he was using words that I use, like seditious and insurrection. See, that is what they're afraid of. You should, I wish you could be on the phone and be listening when I call Congress and be talking to their leaders, you know, the lead people on the phone, about repealing the Immigration Act of 65 when I accuse the Republican leadership right now of being the cause of all the trouble that we're having. And I explained to them, Mr. Trump has got to find out that Congress is not his problem. His real problem is Congress. You people were supposed to return immigration powers back to the states and nullify it or repeal the Immigration Act of 65. You people haven't even told him that. So all of this is your fault. Uh, everything we see that's happening is not his fault. Then one of these days, he needs to find out that the problem for America is Congress for the past 52 years. You people are the ones that set up all this stuff that we're going through right now. And you guys, you say, well, I can't do nothing about it because Obama is in office. Well, he's gone. But you still haven't heard a word out of Congress about taking us back to a normal America where, like Susan said, you should be able to bring anybody you want, but you can't do it now you, because they don't have it. They took away that right. Say, so like, if Susan wanted to bring five people from wherever in the world she wanted to bring, or even ten, she would have the right to tell the state, I'm sponsoring these ten people from such and such a place, and they'll be here such and such a day, and then I'm going to bring them in, and they're going to register as legal residents of our state. And you're going to swear them in. And then they're going to get all of their papers sent to the naturalizing division of the United States. The United States is going to send them their papers back. So she was right when she said that you should be able to do what you want to do. But at this point in time, you can't because the Republicans refuse to give you that right back where you're in control of everybody who comes into a state. The people are in control first, and Republicans do not want to go back there. I don't know why. Like I told them today, I said, fool, you'll take away 40 million of their votes when you repeal that act because the citizenship that they got under the act is not valid. In order to be valid, you can't cut out the state vetting due process. If you do, when you go to Homeland Security website, it tells you no matter how you got your citizenship, if it was not attached to the U.S. Constitution, it can be revoked. And believe me, a lot of Republicans, about 150 officers, got the new Gaines report with all this stuff in there, and they read it. They told me in the fake, fraudulent U.S. Immigration Committee, Christine, yes, we read it, but nothing is going to change. So I thought they meant because Obama was there. Well, Obama gone. So here's what the Republicans are intending to do. They want to slide through these four years and nobody ever find out that they have the power to free us from this, this mess. For some reason, they want to keep the Republicans now are the ones who want to keep America in sit 
of confusion that's probably going to lead to total destruction. And that's the way I talk to them on the phone, and they get so quiet. And some of them, you know, they will answer me, and I will tell them, well, in case if you do that, then Mr. Trump can use Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and put the U.S. Marshal in front of your door. You know, so people need to understand Republicans are the reason for all this BS, the Flynn stuff. The Democrats are trying to focus on it because they don't want Republicans to do that. They lose 40 million voters, and so they kind of keep that quiet. They want to keep repealing that quiet. So, yeah, they're going to say Flynn did this. Oh, my God, Flynn, uh, oh, he was over on the west side, and, and he busted out of McDonald's window. They might say anything right now. You know what I'm saying? They might say anything because a lot is at stake for the Democrats. If Donald Trump finds out this stuff and he finds out that Amendment 14, Section 3, does not allow him to preside over any act or law that's not in the Constitution, he has the power to pick up that pen and executive order it down the river. And if the federal judges say something, he can suspend the darn court and bring them in for presidential and senatorial judicial hearings. See, they don't know all these things. And that's why I tell them they better be glad that Donald Trump don't know Christine Timmer. I can sit here all night long and rattle off the whole thing, the whole thing. Then in the twenty, the next election coming up for president, forty million Democrats wouldn't be able to vote. The Republicans <laughs> would have the leadership for as long as they wanted it, but they don't. They don't even want that for some reason. I say, you people retarded. They really don't want to leave. They, I think they like this leadership shifting from one side to the other. But like I told him, it doesn't matter what you like. That that act is unconstitutional, so you got to stop doing anything and everything in it in its entirety. Well, yeah, Miss Tim, we know it, and uh, yes, ma'am, and you right, and, and we're gonna pass that along and all this. I said, look. Let me tell you something. Don't worry about passing along because if there's an investigation, they actually arrest the staff first. That's the way Senator Cottenham used to do it. They used to arrest the staff first. And the reason they did that is because the Congress person is going to say, Mass gave me the information package. So I told them, you people sitting up there in their office in D.C., you better be careful because Trump used to hang out with Senator McCarthy. Trump said he might do a total recall. So, oh my God, I gotta stop all this stuff. So that's the one one reason I think that they are keeping up a much rabble. They got to this time. They can't leave any space open for the Republicans to start thinking that they're supposed to be repealing that. So, don't, so they're going to do everything. They're going to try to impeach Mr. Trump and all that. They really don't have enough votes. And plus, you need reasons for impeaching. So far, they don't have any reasons because he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> so, you know, they don't have any reasons for, for impeachment, but they 
fucking proud and praying that Trump don't find out about the Immigration Act of 1965 is what's causing this problem. It's not the immigrants. It's that act. Because that act stopped the whole thing. And it takes away about 40 million Democrat voters. It's actually, it's the end of the Democrat Party. If they bad, oh my goodness. When they do that, the Democrat Party is destroyed. They're so close to destruction. Oh, they're real close. And I don't know. make me have to come back up there. If I had to go back to D.C., they destroy it, period. And that's what I gotta say. Hey, Kelly, well, let's yeah, let's go. Well, let's go ahead and bring things back to uh, to Kelly and uh, to Kelly and Susan. I'm looking here at uh, another article here uh, that you know can try and get some research here. Of course, now they're they're trying to say that you know before I I read this article, I want to you know check out and do some facts on it. And you know, of course, where they're saying that the Trump administration or the Trump campaign had ties with or communications with uh, Russian officials or whatever, you know, during the campaign. But perhaps we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Kelly. Unless you're – I know you're yeah, multitasking over there, as hearing, many of us here on the show do. Yeah, I'm getting tired of hearing the accusations against Trump. Hey, two direct first-hand sources, because we said so, not just because we're the media and we say so. I had a similar situation um, – it, well, I was volunteering at the homeless shelter, and there's two guests. We call them guests. Um, they didn't like each other, and one of them was saying, well, he's got math and he's got knives and all sorts of, really? Well, i tell you what, he's asleep. When he wakes up in the morning, I'll go through his belongings. I did. Didn't find anything. But when this guy was saying, well, he's this and he's that, and da 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 I kept saying, do you have two direct first-hand sources? Well, uh, no, but let me tell you what else he did. Da, 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 da. Do you have two direct first-hand sources? Well, no, but da, 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 da. Okay, look. Okay. You have two. Well, the librarian. Yeah, well, the librarian. Oh, really? And, of course, that guest that was known as a malicious witness. Basically, um, let's see. He didn't show up at the shelter anymore. Um, so they're doing this with Trump. It's like, what, three weeks into this, and they're already saying, well, he's this and that, and this and that happened, and by the way, I saw it in the New York Times tonight. Of course, USA Today is saying all this stuff. It's, it's so amazing how Obama probably did 10 times, 20 times more and got away with it over four years. And here, what, we have three weeks now? This is just mind-blowing. And I have friends that are freaking out that, you know, it's going to come down to a, something bloody or nasty or some kind of violence or Trump's got to send in... The army to to because of like the L.A. riot situation. It's like how are people? Do they research for the sources? What are your sources? I had a buddy from the left, and uh, because you know election integrity, I really like the guy. And I says, well, you know, I'm hearing stuff about Trump, but I want to hear it from the left side, and you know, I, I would appreciate references too. And he was smart enough. He was like a PhD. He was smart enough to not say anything. But it's just stunning. How, the American people, are we supposed to buy it? Are we buying it? Some of us do, some of us don't. Um, 
Is there going to be a lot of division? Is there going to be riots? Oh, it just so happens, you know, the race baiters. The race baiters decided to bring up the Rodney King situation again. The Rodney King situation, you know, in L.A. And uh, how the officers got acquitted. Like, really? This happened in, what, 1990, what, 96? No, 95? And uh, it was in 2002. Anyway, the Rodney King situation, yes, it was nasty. Yes, finally, justice did prevail because the officers went to jail. And grand jury indictment tried and went to jail. But it kind of took two trials. It took a couple trials. Um, but they're just doing the race baiting again. It's it's like we're, we're divisionists, I guess is what I want to call people that are trying to make us so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guilty for our past of the 1800. I, I I'm just getting tired of it. It's, it's destroying the country. Um, you know, it'd be interesting if if Trump were to. Uh, hold a meeting with the Arabs and say, hey, how are your black families doing in, in the Middle East? You know, business summit, let's start with that question, though. It's important. What are you, what's going on? Are you guys, uh, you got lots of black family, you got lots of black folk in your uh, government cabinet? And they're going to say, well, no. Well, Vice Trump, I'd say, you well, know they're what? They're making a... a Oh, yeah, that was, uh, and that kind of reminds me of last, real quick, Kelly, uh, before I forget on that. Yeah, I remember uh, there was, uh, oh, who was that? Um, I'm having a, a brain freeze here. Someone Fox News a lot, but he's a liberal, uh, Democrat. He's a big name in and of himself, and I can't remember what his name is. Um, Geraldo Rivera. Rivera. Yeah, he was stating last night how, oh, well, you know, Latinos uh, encompass 18% of America, but yet, you know, population, but yet, you know, he doesn't have anyone on his, you know, on his uh, team or in his cabinet uh, that are Latino uh, is, is a comment he made. But anyway, go ahead. Well, it would be interesting if Trump did this meeting with the uh, Middle East folk and say, hey, look, where's your black folk population? Oh, that's right. You don't have any because you guys are really the big slave traders. And when you brought uh, black folk over from Africa, you castrated them. That's why there's a difference in population of, of the black folk, and I love black folk. I know a number of really wonderful people. And But in the Middle East, guess what? They're not there. Here, we treated, I know slavery was bad. We got rid of that through the uh, 14th Amendment, but we let them populate. Over in the Middle East, no, nope, they can't do that. Now, if Trump were to do something like that, call the Arabs on that, guess what? I think he'd win a lot of points with the left. Oh, by the way, there's a video. I wish we could, I, I wish we could get this guest on. Stefan Mulan, I think is how you pronounce his last name, or Molanou, Stefan Molanou. He did, you can YouTube it. It's a stunning video. It's called The Truth About Slavery. And he goes way back in the Muslim well, yeah, yeah, send me a link to that. And I can re- yeah, yeah, send me a link to that. I mean, I can reach out to him, try to get him on the show, or you guys are welcome to to reach out, you know, and, and invite him on as well. You'd be more than happy to have him on. Oh, yeah. The video he did was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe how the Muslim nations treated people, human beings. Why do they treat human beings like this? 
Yeah, it just, it, I was I was shocked. He's a historian, by the way. He's a Canadian. Um, he's done a number of things. Gosh, he did another one. Uh, the failed Obama presidency, and uh, it already had like 280,000 views. It was like, boom. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, I yield somebody else. Well, that's the only cool to go to you, Susan. We haven't gotten uh, you for a little bit. Ah, well, um, I am looking at this. Uh, I said um, the article came from someone who didn't support Trump, and I, I think you heard of the Red State by Eric, uh, whatever it is. Um, anyway, I had posted it in here, and Lynn said, the PBS TV News Inc. has the Democrat female congressperson from Minnesota bashing our President Watson Wright with allegations of ties to Russia. <clears throat> she just knows he's polluted in 17 federal agencies, blah, blah, blah. Then the guest is a man President Trump's former advisory staff for his campaign. The guy had been stationed in Russia. He said all this against Trump made up news. And it back at Trump, back and Susan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. We're having some terrible luck tonight with people breaking up. I um, mean, you, 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 you keep cutting out. I'm sorry. Huh? Um, I don't know what's going on tonight, but we've been maybe it's our topics tonight. But a lot of people just keep breaking up tonight. At least me having a hard time here. Go ahead. All right. The Foreign Affairs Advisory Staff guy said that this was made up and this happened and it goes back to Hillary and her staff maligning Trump during the campaign. The host of the PBS Evening News was stunned. She did not expect that. So it's totally fake news. So uh, this person apparently was defending Trump because he said it goes back to Hillary. So... There you go. I and I, I that's about the attempted to by Obama and their MSM trying to defeat the Constitution. What the hell was that? I don't know. Every night, this like an elephant. <laughs> Those guys do that. I'm on. I'm right near US one. And that's what they do. It's a motorcycle game. And you don't mess with them either. Those guys are mean. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like them, though. They got the new style motorcycle that looks like a triangle. Man, they are really, really sharp. There's three of them. They do that every night at this time. Every night. I would think they'd go deaf, but, you know, I talked to them, and they say they love it. They got earplugs in. I said, yeah, but what about everybody else? <laughs> if I can, I'd like to respond to Kelly, you know, what he was saying about Kelly, Trump. Just, go ahead. Just, just, yeah, go ahead. Do you know how they uh, have loud mufflers on their motorcycles? Oh, yeah, yeah they, they, they do that every night. Right around this, this is their time. They think, you know, since there's no traffic, that it's okay, you know, if they run up and down US 1 making that noise and the police don't stop them. So 
There's nothing well, to weave there's, it. Well, there's a, look, it's for safety. That's one of their, yeah, by being that's loud. I say too. But you know, yeah. the police say that they can't stop them. But they're gone now. <laughs> they're gone. They're, they're <laughs> way in the next, in the next town right now. <laughs> they're way in the next town. So, you know, on the issue of Kelly, and I, I understand what Kelly's saying about if Mr. Trump go to Arab or to wherever he'd be going, talk about how blacks are treated and all that stuff. You know, but see, here's the thing that's wrong. Kelly got to understand the 1965 Immigration Act. It was an act to stop the white people. It, that is white institutionalized racism. They started that so they could open the border to overcome the white race. If you think I'm lying, I got the U.S. Census report from the Obama, the last time Obama was elected. They said that if this keeps up, whites will only be about 41% of this country. And I do protest that because the way they're doing it is un constitutional. Now, if the Constitution allowed uh, a race of people to be plowed under as the Muslims say that they are going to crush the white men into the dust with their numbers, but the Constitution don't say that. So so he's got to understand. It does not going to do him any good these days to make that kind of argument because it's the white people who they're trying to take down, not the black people. Then on the issue of slavery, I can tell you right now, there was a king, the uh, Mussolini of, of Uganda. He told President Clinton, President Clinton was trying to apologize for slavery. Mussolini told him, well, shoot, I don't know what you're apologizing for. He said they better be glad that they were sold to the white men because they were living in abject slavery. That word abject, right there in Africa, he explained to them how the Muslim kings, and they had tribal wars just to capture another tribe to sell into slavery. So the white men did not start slavery. They just went to the slave market. And I can tell you, I read in books up in Lansing, Michigan, if you guys ever go to Lansing, go to the Library of Michigan on the second floor that whole second floor just about is devoted to black issues and black inventions. I read about slavery. Do you know that they had to sometimes marry the king's old ugly daughters and bring them back and set them up as free women? Slavery is not what you think it is. And like I tell people, now how stupid do you look thinking that a bunch of scurvy white men offer some ship just don't run to the shore of the Asper and just start beating up people who's strong, chewing drugs and all that stuff and ready to fight. They didn't they didn't go over there and kidnap nobody. They went to the darn slave market. They went to the stove, the slave stove. So that's how slavery got started. And the black people hate it when I tell that truth. The white folks ain't started no darn slavery. And then they didn't bring back a bunch of dummies. They brought back the ones that had skills because the chief would tell them what each one of them skilled was. How do you think you got the White House? And then when Eli Whitney invented cotton gin, that was the beginning of industry in America. Here was some machine moving all by itself. So then when, when the Republicans went 
down south, and they saw stuff like that. That was what was a part of what the Civil War was all about. They want to get them people up north so they can start industry for the north to make money off of that. And what happened? 30 years after that, Granville T. Wood invented the combustion engine, the telephone, and started the real electricity stuff. It wasn't Graham Bell, and it wasn't Tom Edison. It wasn't Henry Ford and all that. They bought all those patents from those former black slaves. See, but don't nobody know that. Just like I told you, Bob, that in order to keep something they want to keep hidden, they'll have you over here looking at all this stuff. Look at this, that, and the other. When they don't want you to go over there and look at the real truth, that's what they do in that situation. And I think that's one of the reasons that the racism, so-called racism, you know, has been proliferated. But black people got to know it's not really been proliferated against the blacks. It's against the whites. They're trying to bring millions of Muslims here to, to propagate. So in the next 15 to 20 years, they want the white people Crushed in the sand. You can hear these doggone moving say that any time. And it's easy for them to do it because Congress pays them to do it. So stop thinking this thing is so much about black people. It ain't got nothing to do with black people. It's about putting the white race down. You people better wake up and you better start telling your doggone senators and your member of the House to repeal the Immigration Act of 65. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. White people will not survive this. No. There's no way. If they let these millions of Muslims come over here and start propagating in 20 years to 30, by then, the white people will only be about 30% of the country. And this is what the plan is. And the only way you can do it is with the Immigration Act of 1965. That's extremely unconstitutional. It's worse than the so-called Russian electronic hacking. It's a manual hacking of the U.S. Constitution process to bring people to America, and they inserted their own stuff, and that is so horrible. If you really knew the whole story behind the Immigration Act of 65, it is so horrible. It was totally meant to start the downfall of the white community. I remember back in the day that they were saying America would be a brown country, and they're still saying it. Well, I don't particularly mind that happening if the Constitution say that. But I don't want you to do it. If it's against the Constitution, I'm going to fight you, and I'm going to fight your act that does that. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I am not a white person. I just don't want to see. I love my white people. Okay, let me be honest with you. I love my white people. I like their leadership. When you look at the countries that have leadership of color, look at the mess they always make. Down <clears> in <throat> South America, Mexico, Africa, they just make a damn mess. Every, everyone has got the damn mess. And I don't want no more of that. Look at what Obama did for this country. Turn into a big damn mess. I mean a really, really, really big mess. So that's why I do not like their leadership. I don't want the Democrat Party to stay in existence. And if I have my way, they will go down and they will not 
have a Democratic leadership ever again in this country on the presidential level if I have my way. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. If I have my way. I think we do. <laughs> I think we do. Uh, whether people are, are bouncing uh, back and forth on uh, the topic tonight, they will be well aware of uh, uh, the 19th. I, I mean, maybe they could, you know, call you know, their Congress people because, you know, we want to, you know, be a show of, a- you know, of action, you know, and, and talk more about that. But, I mean, we'll see how much headway. Uh, that gets, but of course, uh, you know, our focus also is, you know, if we're going to do any shopping, make sure you go to that uh, grabyourwallet.org and make sure uh, that you, uh, you know, are supporting those stores uh, that uh, that or, that whatever you want to call it, uh, that boycott is doing, so we can kind of counteract that, as well as if you're a Twitter user uh, to use that hashtag, uh, grab your wallet. And you know, kind of you know, be a thorn in their side, and show them that you know they're not just out there uh, without any kind of opposition. So we certainly want to make sure that uh, we have that uh, we have that going. So Kelly, uh, we're, we're going to bring it over to you. Uh, we've got uh, Kelly. If, if you, if it's unexpected. I was going to uh, do this, but if you want to give a plug of something that you're working on, perhaps uh, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing or hearing maybe. Uh, rather of Kelly in the future. Uh, uh, Kelly, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, boy. Um, we're, for, we're, we're hoping to form a new state in the, uh, the 51st or the 52nd, because, well, Puerto Rico voted for statehood, too. No, actually, I'm sorry. That would be the 58th state, according to Obama. All right. <clears throat> anyway, we call it the state of Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, uh, our 57 states. All right, um, but uh, let's see. Okay, State of Jefferson. We tried in the 1800s again in the famous 1941. I uh, tried again in the 90s, a three-state split, which passed the House. I'm sorry, the the State House Assembly, and it uh, didn't make it past the Senate. But of recent last few years, there's been a movement to become a state again. Uh, 21 counties um, sent to the state legislature a declaration. The declaration basically says, you don't represent us, we want out. Constitution tells you how to do it. We just take two of the counties, two of the 21 counties, Lassen County and Siskiyou County, where I live. Um, we're larger than Massachusetts, just those two counties. And so put the 21 counties together, we'd probably be about the size of Oregon the North Third, and it kind of wraps around Sacramento a little bit. So we, I was appointed as a position, and then they voted on it. I wanted people to vote instead of just appointing them to a committee. And the committee is going to take, um, will be an intake, will be a facilitator for public suggestions on the Jefferson Constitution. And, of course, um, well, this happened. Well, there's going to be a Cal Exit vote in 2018. Uh, they just simply want out. The governor's in on it, loves it. Uh, they're working with the Chinese, um, Russian, uh, uh, California embassy in Russian. They're, they're presently, as we speak, setting this up. Um, so as West Virginia became a state from Virginia during the Civil War, it was a Western county saying, hey, we still want to be part of the Union. We don't want to secede with Virginia. That's how West Virginia came about. It is possible the state of Jefferson to happen. And so getting public input is what I'm 
hoping to uh, facilitate talks with a couple of committee members tonight, and they know the Constitution, hopefully better than I do. The third guy, but he might uh, take a while to join us. So w- w- there's already a draft Constitution made. And uh, so we're going to do public input, and uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens. So down the road, I'm going to be starting my own blog talk show called uh, Jefferson Constitution Talk. Um, and the movement, you know, we got flags. You can look up, if you Google on the on, on your computer there, just Google uh, State of Jefferson flags, you'll see green background with two, uh, with two X's. Um, of course, we have an unofficial flag too. And instead of uh, it's, it's two X's for double cross, because the yep, um, Southern Oregon wanted to get on one of the movements too. Southern Oregon, Northern California, and we become our own state, which we'd definitely be bigger than Oregon. But uh, double crossed by both the state governments. That's why the X is on the flag. Well, the unofficial version is. Uh, uh, I actually printed up some T-shirts. It was the uh, two long neck bottles crossing, and then two more. And it said uh, on the front, it said the Jefferson State Drinking Club. On the back, it said a drinking club with a statehood problem. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll keep you posted on. That's the unofficial one, right? <laughs> That's the unofficial one, yes. Yes. The uh, drinking club with the statehood problem. The Jefferson State Drinking Club, yes. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, you know, local things. I encourage people to go to your supervisor's meeting, go meet some of your elected officials. Um, as an engineer, I've interfaced with so many of them here anyway. You know, I know who the assessor is. Hey, Mike, how you doing? He says, hi. Of course, I know the sheriff, I know the DA, I know the chief of police, Wairika. I know several of the deputies. I know planning department folk. I know um, public works directors, you know, the public works people. I know all these different departments. Um, there's uh, an auditor. I met an auditor the other day. I was researching a, t- a title in the county recorder office, and uh, I said, I said, she, you know, started talking. She's the county auditor. The auditor audits the, uh, you know, the fiscal budget is helping the county be financially uh, responsible, of course. And, of course, there's a grand jury, which I appeared before um, at my request on August 24th. So, you know, it's kind of nice to um, just kind of find out who's who, get involved. Uh, you know, if you're Republican or Democrat, you can meet some of the, the players there. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of solutions in the local uh, area as well. Um, and so I, I think it would be for any any activist to be balanced is to watch your local issues and watch your uh, state and your uh, uh, federal issues. And by the way, in watching the Cal Exit, there's kind of a couple of problems with the Cal Exit. One is, well, California doesn't have their own navy; uh, they don't have their own army. And the biggest problem that the Cal Exit folk has is, well, the left they just don't have any guns, <laughs> so. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to work to prevent foreign invaders from coming on shore, but I did mention to uh, uh, one of the, the CalEx at Facebook page, said, you know, uh, you might 
want to think about a navy because other nations would love to come into here because it, California is enormously wealthy in the Central Valley from agriculture. I said, look, these nations are going to come in, and they are not going to care about the environment. If they were to, if they were successful to conquer California, they would just rape the environment. So hopefully the left has thought of those things. Um, maybe maybe they'll go out and buy a handgun. But uh, anyway, I'm just trying to amuse people here with the fact that the left doesn't have any guns. <laughs> So, Kelly, you're saying that you guys want to, want to leave this, the union of the United States? Yes, California, because of Trump. They, they're they working well, on it. They're going to get... I, I yeah. guess so. Most of the people out there are immigrants. But wouldn't that... Okay, then. So, once you do that, so then you're completely out of the United States government, the Social Security, income taxes, and so when you come into the United States, then you would be an immigrant, wouldn't you? Um, well, a Californian then would have if to become you, an immigrant. If you were California, the country of California, you couldn't come back in the United States, especially after we repeal the Immigration Act of 1965. You would have to pay money to come here. Well, there you go. Well, what's interesting yeah. is the thing about the Cal Exit thing. There's a whole bunch of issues. Okay, what about California citizens who say they want to move to Texas? Was there a U.S citizenship revoked or did they have five years in which to move out of California or they have to get a passport or get a citizenship, you know, all sorts of issues, you really think about it, you know. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying, you know, a move like that. And, you know, like I say, California, I used to live in California and can I, I just be honest with you without hurting your feelings? I don't think we would be losing any damn thing at all because when I was out there, it was horrible. 900 different <laughs> languages, all those people coming in from other countries. It was just absolutely awful. I think we'd be better off without California than we could come could come more closer to making the rest of the country right because you're going to always have California and all those foreigners that live there is going to always oppose everything that's done in America. Well, wait, well, well, I don't think the Dem- well, I don't think the Democrats, at least the national Democrats, uh, would allow uh, the, uh, the California to secede anyway, or secede well, anyway, Jerry because Brown, Jerry, they would never, they would never win a presidential election for the rest of time. <laughs> They still ain't going to. There would never, there would never, there would never be a, there would never be a Democrat president for (laughs) hundreds of years. (laughs) Right. Well, the Californians are Californians are not going to care because California is going to be out of the union. So what's that matter to them? Jerry Brown, our governor, he's for it. You know, yeah, we have a lot more Republicans than the rest of the nation would. Have a Republican president for a long time, maybe then the Libertarian Party would rise up. City is coming from from Duncan Hunter of California, and the Ninth Circuit. uh, See, the Ninth Circuit then would have to move out of California. We'd be we'd be better off without California. They're nuisance when it comes around to to doing the 
the, the policies of the U.S. Constitution, California is one of the worst states for it. We, I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, I like you as a person, but I say good riddance to bad rubbish. They're real nuisance. <laughs> Duncan Holler, he's going to come up some some sanctuary cities and put this stuff. Now, this ugly stuff is all over America. That's all come out of California is something ugly. So if they're not a part of this union, thank goodness. They should have been gone as far as I'm concerned. If they had been gone, we wouldn't even have no such legislation as sanctuary cities, which, by the way, is it's highly unconstitutional because you're not living. Well, it's interesting you say that. Real quick, well, let me bring this up since you said that. We're, we're looking to have uh, City Councilwoman Amy Murray on the show on next week uh, to talk about sanctuary cities because our mayor here has recently, within the past couple of weeks, now they've always kind of done by practice, but he's actually, uh, Mayor Cranley actually, uh, announced it, uh, announcing, uh, you know, Cincinnati, uh, which she's a can- city councilwoman of Cincinnati, as a sanctuary city. So we'll be uh, discussing that next week. And, and who knows, maybe that would be a good show uh, for you to call back in on as well, uh, Christine. Well, I think that would actually be an excellent I think that would be an excellent uh, show for you to call in on uh, when, when we talk to her. It, uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. I'm still waiting to hear from her community outreach. Uh, coordinator, uh, but I do have an email and a, and a phone call out uh, to them, so I think that'd be an excellent one for you, uh, you to call in on as well. Sanctuary cities can be done, but according to the Constitution, it has to be on the state level. The cities in the Constitution, cities are not allowed to do anything. They have to. Well, well, like California's talked about being a, let's talk about being a sanctuary state. But you can, but let me tell you what what the problem with that is. Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3 say, for each person that you bring in, you have to pay United States a tax. That's also something that's not free. See, that's why people don't want to go back to the Constitution. Nothing is free. So if you want to bring 10,000 people in sanctuary them, you've got to pay the United States for each one of them. And this is what I would love. I've already discussed this with the city attorney of Lansing, Michigan, and I told them to take it easy because if that Immigration Act of 1965 is repealed and you can do all the sanctuary centers you want, any state can you can register anybody you want to register. That's your business. That's your state setting. That's a constitutional right, but you can't do it by the city. It has to be a part of your state law and maybe even your state constitution. And you don't even have to say sanctuary. You just let anybody, because it won't be no. The United States don't have anything to do with it. You can bring anybody you want. However, Amendment 9, Section 2 says the United States can prohibit you from bringing immigrants after 1808. So you're still in a real sticky place under the U.S. Constitution. And that is why the Democrats and the Republicans don't need Donald Trump to find out that that act is no good. They don't need him to be talking about, he don't, 
Oh, they don't want them to start even talking about it. Repealing something else. Oh, they don't want that, that kind of talk in D.C. That will destroy the Democrat Party, and it will give the states full power. You can have anybody you want in your state. If you want to bet, bet some criminal, that's your business. But that criminal can't leave your state. They have to get a visa to go to other states. You couldn't just walk all over America. That's not in the Constitution. That's what the Immigration Act of 1965 allows them to do. So, you know, Kelly, California going to leave. Please, when? Will it be tomorrow? It should be tomorrow because too much mess comes out of California. It's been like that a long time. And so I say if you guys leave, maybe we can start straightening out America. And then when people come from your your new country, most of them that's going to try to come is the Mexicans and Latinos who, by the way, under the U.S. Constitution, this citizenship is illegal anyway because they got it under the Immigration Act of 65. All of them, you guys have absolutely no idea what's really, really and truly going on in this country, and you have absolutely no idea how badly they don't want Donald Trump to start talking about some repealing some Immigration Act of 65. You think you see a fight. It'll be a major fight because it will destroy the Democrat Party. So y'all go on and rush off in the la-la land and leave us alone because too many bad things have came out of California, and we need to get rid of states that don't want to be a part of this union, that's a traitor to this union. They need to be gone. That's all I got to say. Well, and actually that may very well be uh, the final thoughts from you, Christine, because it is about time for us to do that. we got about five minutes left before I have to actually close things out. So let's go ahead and get uh, those final thoughts, and we'll start with you, Susan, and then with uh, you, Kelly, and then I'll uh, close things up tonight. And uh, definitely let's uh, look towards next week. We're hopeful we'll uh, have uh, City Councilwoman Amy Murray on uh, to talk about those sanctuary cities, and uh, she can get some uh, information uh, from you as well. Uh, Christine, go ahead, Susan. Well, Going back to where we talked about Pelosi several times and her uh, comments about the Trump thing, which uh, she's really pushed, I forgot to tell you guys that she had 101,000 taxpayer in-flight services, including food and water, and she had makers work with people. Hey, Susan, can you, get, can you get closer to your phone? Because maybe that's what it okay. is, because you, you keep breaking in and out. I'm sorry. Cornyn, Johnny Walker, Red Spots, Greg Zuspata, E&J Brandy, Bailey's Irish Cream, Barcotti Light, Barcotti, I don't know, Light Rum, Jim Beam Whiskey, Beef Eater, Your Thoughts, Bombay, Sapphire Gin, Jack Daniels Whiskey, and Career. So that's the you're, uh, Susan, I'm sorry, but you are breaking up horribly tonight. I don't know what's going on with your 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 phone. You are it's awful tonight. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, is there? I don't know if you're in a bad spot with it or what. I don't know. The same spot I usually am. But anyway, well, I don't know, her, man. I'm, go ahead. Her trips, her trips are about partying, 
and she when she appears to talk afterwards, like she did, that's what's wrong. She's had one too many. Uh, I'm done. Okay, well, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Kelly. I'm sorry, Susan. Uh, hopefully, uh, on the podcast, we'll be able to hear it better. Maybe it's on my end. I don't know. But you know, it was just breaking up real bad tonight for, for a lot of time for some reason. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, well, bring it over to you, Kelly. Well, let's see. I like the idea of voting with your dollars. Um, if some corporation is funding a lot of the riots and discontent and division in the country, whom I call divisionists, whoever these paid actors are, George Soros is funding a bunch of these rallies and paying people. Um, hey, great, vote with our dollars. I had the same idea, and I think years ago somebody else tried it. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they get sued. You know, of course, their evidence is going to be really strong. Uh, Yeah, here's your your contributions. Here's the evidence. We're just reporting the facts here, you know. So, of course, these big corporations can sue somebody, and if they don't have uh, an attorney to defend them, they're basically going to they're going to lose. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, I encourage people to donate when they go to these sites because they're going to need attorney fees, and eventually it will get dismissed or they'll settle or it'll go to court. That would be interesting, though. That would be real interesting if uh, they came out funding the division of the country, uh, gets in front of a trial jury, and uh, of course that would be a big trial. It would probably be newscast like a reality TV, and then the next thing you know, if they get creamed by the jury, guess what? That would really put Kmart into a really bad position. If they sued somebody... Well, then they're already out. not in that great of a position either. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, if you're, stock, if you're into the stock market, <clears throat> you can make money as a stock value is going down. <clears throat> so it's very possible that somebody can make a lot of money from... These companies getting report, you know, uh, who was it? Progressive, yeah, and progressive left. Think about it, progressive socialists. Oh no, no, we're not socialists. Well, the socialists said that when they were accused of being communists. Well, no, we're not communists. We're socialists. Oh no, we're not socialists. We're progressives. All right. Anyway, progressive insurance. Um, Hell's Angels decided, hey, we found out you guys are like against the Constitution and the real progressive thing. And they put a hurting on them, and their stock value went down pretty bad. So it's going to be interesting how the vote with your dollar. I'm sure there's going to be more sites coming up at the same time that have a vote with your dollar. Here's the good guys if you believe this. Here's the bad guys if if you don't believe or agree with their agenda. And it's just going to be interesting to see how some of these turn out and if they end up in court. So I guess with that, I yield. Well, and I do see uh, that it is about that time. And so I want to thank everybody for uh, coming uh, to the show tonight. Hopefully you'll be able to join us uh, next week uh, for that conversation. where We'll be talking, uh, at least right now, it's what it looks like we'll be talking about the sanctuary cities and, of course, other topics uh, of the day, uh, you know, current events, uh, things of that nature, as we have been. And so I uh, look forward to that. 
And, of course, definitely, you know, as we were talking about for the show uh, this evening, uh, check out that website, uh, grabyourwallet.org, you know, and shop at those places that they're boycotting. And also, uh, and of course, the places uh, that are boycotting uh, Trump, you know, stay away from those. And you can find all that list on that grabyourwallet.org, as well as if you are a Twitter user, uh, you can go to that hashtag, uh, grabyourwallet, and, you know, just give them hell. Because <laughs> uh, definitely uh, we'd like to see them. You'd be amazing all the liberal stuff that you'll see on there, too. That one you'll probably be amazed. But then you'll see all that liberal stuff on there, uh, and you can kind of counteract that. Maybe someone on there will have a little bit of a reason. Uh, probably not. But, you know, perhaps uh, they, they will. And give them a little reason. But I do so we are running out of time, so I will have to close tonight, as I do every night. And that is what the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. So thanks again. We will see you next week. Take care and good night. All right. Night. <laughs> Thank you.